Welcome to MacTac. Mike and Kyle talk about cops. With your hosts, Mike Dolan and Kyle Brock. Ride along with Mike and Kyle as they ride along with the men and women of law enforcement. Welcome to a very special edition of MacTac. Mike and Kyle talk about cops. I am Kyle. And that's usually where Mike would say, and I'm Mike. Um, but if you've been listening to the show, you know uh, Mike is a uh, freshly minted father. Um, at this point, I don't even think it's been, uh, at the time we're recording, about three weeks. Uh, so he is he's off temporarily uh, doing as father does. And uh, with his blessing and in the spirit of the show, uh, I thought, hey, I know a couple of uh, cop super fans that are uh, friends of the show. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's guest host, Mr. Brandon Mackey. Brandon, how's this going? A.K.A. Not Mike. Not Mike. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Mike. Mike number two. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for... uh inviting me to this i've been looking forward to this yeah i will i a shit-eating grin yeah. yes <laughs> watch cops yes out of anybody i know uh i don't think other than mike and i i don't think there's anybody who watches cops to the level of appreciation that we do i mean i'm sure there's others out there but i know you are hardcore top level fan too yeah i think there's like maybe a, a fraction of a whole number of things that i get excited about in life and cops is a significant part of that fraction of the one thing. <laughs> it's high on your scale. Yeah, it's like 0.75% of everything I care about. <laughs> it's to me, it's one of those shows that I can I can watch it to like fall asleep to. I can watch it to be entertained. I can watch it like if there's nothing else on, like it's always a go-to. Oh yeah. Ever have a bad day? Watch cops. You yeah. know, your life is fucking great now. You gotta take a shit, watch cops. It'll make you regular. Anything, yeah. A- absolutely anything. So um if you're new to the show, what Mike and I usually do is well not usually, this is what we do, uh, is we watch a uh, random episode of the show cops and we give you a full play by play. And uh, we usually riff for like 15, 30 minutes in the beginning, uh, which is uh what I guess you and I will do. We'll just sort of get into some stuff. We'll get into it naturally. Um, but uh, we decided to uh, go with an episode that is a uh, a veritable cops classic. Yeah, this one's uh, close to the heart. Very close to the heart. I mean, it's. I feel like it's on the list of like when people are when when you bring up cops to somebody, the first thing they think of is bad boys, and like the second thing, what a lot of people would like this turned into a meme. This episode, you know what I mean, like. It's it's part of like our cultural, maybe not full cultural, but like it's a it's a thing. People say what this quote in this episode is said, you know? Yeah. If you were to if you were to like completely encapsulate uh, all law enforcement videos and like have to show it to like an intergalactic species, it's like, what's it like having police on your strange planet? This would make one of the clips where it's like, oh, you got to see this one. Like, welcome to Earth. Yeah, it does sort of, like, it wraps up everybody's, like, the madness of America quite nicely. Because it's a roller coaster ride. And, like, segment two and segment three in this episode are fantastic as well. It's not to sell those two short. But the the first one is just, holy jeez. Yeah, it's so they could have easily just put a bunch of clunker-ass, uh, run-in-the-mill pullover clips 
in the episode. Yeah. And nobody would have batted an eyelash. It'd be like, no. oh, that was a great episode. Did you yeah. See, did you see that first clip? That shit was crazy. With so much gold in the stocking, right. you're okay with it being full of coal. But, but they hit you with a couple of gems at once because why not? They're cops. They're baller. Yeah. They got plenty of footage. And uh, like, I, I want to give special appreciation to whoever edited this episode because they, while there isn't a correlation from the first segment to number two and number three, number two and number three are very similar with the suspects that are involved in very different ways, but in very, very specific fashion choice and uh, habit choice ways. It, it says they're from two different cities in America, but they easily could be from the same, like, three block radius. Absolutely. Like, on uh, the Pandora station of life, yeah. they are songs that follow each other. Yeah. Like, and they're so far apart, but they're both just rural gems. Um, so before we get into the episode, uh, what I usually do is I start off and I go, what's been going on, Mike? So let me try that with you. What's been going on, Brandon? Uh, hmm. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing at nothing, all. Nothing. No. For our listeners, why don't you give yourself like a little background? I've known, I, I've known you for, I was trying to think of this earlier. I, I think it's like almost 20 fucking years. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. I've been doing some math like that lately. Really? Yeah, like my wife, I've known her longer than I haven't, which is a weird. Wow. Which is a weird wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. You you're know? You're right. Yeah. You're so, right. So it's like, was she ever really not there? I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, was she not a thing? Did yeah. you did you make her? Well, no. I knew your wife before I knew you. Yeah. Because you didn't come to our school. You came to our school in uh what, junior year? Freshman. Oh, wait, freshman year? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started high school out here. So, wait, when did we meet? Was it freshman year or sophomore year? I don't remember. Be, uh, it's a hazy, it's a hazy beginning. The, uh, the, uh, the actual literal moment when I met you is not hazy. I, I will, that will forever stick out because we were in the same, do you remember this? Mm-mm. We were in the same math class. Um, I forget what his, his fucking name was. But we were both... Mr. A. I remember Matt Holy shit, Mr. A. I don't remember his actual name, but he was Mr. A. It was Mr. A. Yeah, you're fucking right. So we were both in the same math class, and neither one of us gave a flying fuck about math. Or school at all. (laughs) Right, yeah. Personally speaking. (laughs) (laughs) And we were both sitting in the back row, but um, we were like several rows apart. Like there was... At least three or four rows in between us. And I remember we, I had never met you. We had never spoken. I don't even know if we had made eye contact before that because this was like in the beginning of the year, I want to say. Because, yeah, it was the beginning of the year because we started hanging out in like what I remember to be like fall. I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background going nuts. But so anyway, point of the story, we're in the middle of class. Neither one of us are paying attention. And I was just sort of like drifting, looking around the room. (laughs) And you were making hard eye contact with me, (laughs) just staring at me. I think I remember this now, yeah. You You weren't doing it in an aggressive way. You were just waiting for me to make eye contact with you. It yeah. was just like you were parked. I, I think you I were think, idling. I think I knew that you would understand. <laughs> I don't know how, but it, you were right. Yeah. And the moment I made eye contact with you, you slammed your head as 
humanly hard as possible down onto the the desk or your trapper or whatever it was and it yeah. made a massive thunk noise and i started losing my shit and we both got in trouble and i think from there that's how we started talking yeah just years of <laughs> exponential fuckery <laughs> ever since freshman year as sophomore year i don't remember yeah but i remember just you slamming your head down as hard as you could which and me laughing, <laughs> which is a yeah. good analog to uh, to our relationship, I, th- I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, poetic. It makes, <laughs> it makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, you and I have have done music together for years and years and years, and we work together. Uh, this is weird, like now that we're both on mic, because we have been in the same room about this size for what, like six years at Songworks. Yeah, yeah, at least. Just a tiny ass room with like no windows and <laughs> absolutely no air circulation. Yeah, just with its own amount of fuckery. Going <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Like when Vine was a thing, and that's all we did back there. Oh, that was that's an excuse for people like us. Yeah. Like oh, he, you want to see this? <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> it was getting really weird when no one was watching. <laughs> so you are a father yourself. Yep. Yeah, I have procreated. My job here is done. I'm on fuck off mode for the rest of my years. I have nothing left to contribute to this world. I am done. You have passed your seed. Yeah. Genetically, I'm I'm just I'm useless. So you've given up all hope, basically, is what you're saying? Uh, I prefer early retirement. Okay. I like that. Yeah. You know, the, the old millennial. Millennial? Millennial. millennial. Well, millennial retirement. Um, do you have any, uh, now that Mike is a, a brand new father, do you have any uh, words of wisdom that you would impart on him? Because oh. uh, Brayden is, how old is Brayden now? Three? He's two and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be Almost exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like advice is one of those things where like. So subjective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it goes by fast though. I would say, I would say keep, keep up with all the cuddles because, because does he have a boy or a girl? A girl. A girl. Yeah. She's going to get big fast. Yeah. It just flies by. And before you know it, you're like, oh my God, I have an almost three-year-old now. Right, it's, right. And it's it's a blur really, because I remember the first, uh, I remember when he was born. I, I remember the temperature in the room. I remember the, the what it was like outside. Um, I remember almost every detail about that night and it feels like it was not even yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, he's going to be three. So it's pretty crazy. His hands are so full, especially how was your experience like in the very, very beginning? Was it like crazy, insane? Just like, I mean, bringing straight home from the hospital where it's just like still at that point, like an alien almost. I don't, I don't think so. Not for me. It might be kind of backwards. I I tend to put place anxiety in things in my life that don't make sense uh, to where you would think it'd be a natural response to have anxiety when you have a newborn in your house as a first time parent. Um, But I think looking back, I think I was pretty calm about it. I think it just, I think it just made sense. Yeah, for sure. You know, well you were prepared for it too. Yeah. You guys, you guys wanted it. But don't get me wrong too. I'm like 99% of that is Ashley because I mean, she, 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 
clearly and definitely like takes the burden when it comes to to the parenting responsibilities. Well, you know I, I mean, so I, I kind of got it made in that sense. Where, yeah, definitely. Where like there are times where I'll try to contribute, and it's like, no, nah, I don't get just better, better, <laughs> better leave her here. You know, like she wants to do it. She's such a great mom. So. And it's obnoxious in in the best way possible. It's obnoxious the way that most of the time they're right. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't you know question I mean? anything she says. When she says something like, oh, you're being a jackass, it's like, like uh, your story uh, that you had right before the show. <laughs> What's that? Which one? I forgot. With the, uh, with the uh, feeling full. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, any, uh, any other, you got any, like, crazy stories of anything that's happened recently, like, uh. Like I, I know you've you've seen some crazy stuff. You send me some great photos. Like what was that one guy that was uh, on the side of the road? <laughs> he was like sitting in a lawn chair or something like that. Brandon will send me crazy pictures sometimes. Yeah, if I'm surfing the internet and I find something. No, that's it was just... something that you saw in real life. Oh, it was. Yeah, and I think oh. you were with Ashley when it happened. It was like some guy that was in the corner of the road. I don't know if he was homeless or what. I think he was smoking a joint. Oh, and like the power scooter? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, this this old cat is in this like fucking power scooter. And not like a good one. This is like the one where you're like watching TV at three in the morning and a fucking infomercial comes on. They're like, oh, your healthcare might provide you with this power scooter. And then you see it and you're like, dude, I would rather get hit by a flaming train than, than sit in that thing. Like, just end me now, you know? And he, and he was in one of those things, like all like propagated, like... Like his arms and legs were like placed into like weird positions where you wouldn't think this chair would even bend like that. Yeah, yeah. And he had one of those like Cruella DeVille fucking, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the cigarette filters that are like obnoxiously long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's uh and he's sitting there. I tell you what, kid. And he has this thing like rigged up to his fucking power scooter, and and he had to have been smoking a blunt. Yeah, you know it was so like. Wait, was he was he paralyzed? Like, did he have function of his arms? I don't know, or? like. He was all sorts of fucked up because was this like one of those like bendy like tube things like a Stephen no Hawking? no no he was smoking some shit okay so he was one thousand percent yeah he was okay. used, he was using his hands but like the rest of his body was all fucked up okay. like the type of fucked up here he's the type of fucked up to where it's like it's like when was that it was like it was warm out. It okay. was hot. It was like 75 degrees out. And this dude's in his power scooter with a blanket over his legs. Yeah. Like, you got to be fucked up in life if you need a blanket to be outside in the summer. <laughs> with a, You know what I mean? Yes. Issues, you know. And it, Yeah, and it was early in the morning, too, wasn't it? It was broad daylight, that's yeah. for sure. I don't remember what time it was, but it was like, dude, you, like, it was the type of bright outside where it's like, maybe you shouldn't be smoking that in your power scooter. <laughs> You know what I mean? And a busy intersection. Yeah, like lots of cars. Speaking of uh, busy intersections, you want to get into the show? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, today we are covering season 19, episode 18 of Cops. And right off the bat, we are uh, we're getting into the uh, the famous the famous bit. And uh, I'm not going to give it away right away, but uh, we're calling segment, segment number one. He was a problem last time. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's astute, astute observation. So it's 1132 p.m. and it's a suspicious person call. We're in Las Vegas, Nevada and the Metro PD, the South Central Area Command. 
and um, the officer in the car is from uh, Connecticut, and he's talking about how he moved here in graduate school, which I feel like going from Connecticut to being a cop in Vegas is a super hard culture shock. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's a strange choice, like, right out the gate, like, because he made it seem like... He was for grad school, but do you go to grad school while being a police officer? I don't know. I mean, going from East Coast to like the armpit of America, <laughs> literal Sin City, you know what I mean? Literal like, Sin City. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he's like, oh, I'm from Connecticut. Like, okay. Like you wear sweater vests and you have like boat shoes. They're like, right. Exactly. What do you want to be when you grow up? Like a powerful attorney or a judge? And this guy's like, nah, I want to work the strip. Yeah. And he does. And he does. He does. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy is cool. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to, I, you are uh, unfamiliar with the awards, but Brandon, would you like to present uh, the mustache of the week? Just say this is our mustache of the week. This is our mustache of the week. And now, the best mustache of the week. So, uh, his name is Officer Evan Rosenthal. And uh, like we said, he works literally on Las Vegas Boulevard. And you know this guy sees some shit. You know he does. Yeah, because he's not even surprised. Like, he's seen, not at all. He's seen, like, like, the fucking unicorn of pullovers here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's just like... No biggie. See this all the time. And it's 1132. So he's already, he's a night shift worker, which is even better. It's so much better. He probably just clocked in. Exactly. It, this is just a, just another day, man. Just another day. So he's driving and like, I don't understand exactly what it is. Is it like an airplane field or what, what exactly? It's because there's airplanes that are parked there, but it's just like a chain link fence and then, like, highway. I didn't even notice the airplanes. It's weird. And that's where our subject is making some noise on the side of the road. On this, and I mean, it's very much a highway. It's, like, at least four lanes across um, on both sides. Like, it's it's a busy-ass. Yeah. It's, it's the fucking strip. And it's, like, the meaty part of the strip, not the... Uh, not not the exciting part like like it's bright mm -hmm, even when yeah. he's not under the street lights it's right. like you could the camera sees him pretty well <laughs> and so uh officer rosenthal spots him and he goes you know oh man again you know this guy was a problem last time so already he know he knows him yeah like this is uh, I knew once I got to the 70 the corner of 73rd that son of a bitch was going to be here again yeah so it, it, I, I apologize if I don't know. Listen, in today's like PC culture, the word that you're supposed to use changes every other day, and so I, in all respect, I think the word is dwarf, right? I think that's the correct way. I, last I heard, little person was offensive, so you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say dwarf, or I, I think as long as we acknowledge, like we're we we're, we're ignorant. And we don't know what to, you know, to it, say. It gives us the pass to continue. Yeah, being at least, at least, throughout the uh, yeah, episode. at least, you know, at least we admitted it. Okay, can we can we come up with a like a generic word? Because there are several moments. Shorty. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> call, call him Shorty. The quick draw on that was amazing. <laughs> just, I have no soul. 
Um, okay. Uh, we'll call sure. Yeah. All right. We've, all right. How about this? We just, until we have to acknowledge it, we'll acknowledge he is probably a three foot individual. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's also important to denote he is shirtless. And fucking jacked. Jacked, man. Like Christian Bale in Batman Begins, jacked. Yeah. Absurdly jacked. Proportionately, yeah, too. Exactly. Like he yeah, exactly. He's little, but he doesn't look like... He's little, but he's big. <laughs> he's swole. He's, he's fucking swole. Yeah, he is swole. He's also wearing a cabbie hat, which is confusing to me, because he's wearing... What I believe to be adult Adidas shorts. Yeah, like, which, the, like the silky ones like <laughs> boxers wear. Which on him just become pants. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're like down to his ankles. You they know? are. But you can yeah. clearly tell they're shorts. It's weird how that works. Well, you can tell because there's that little bit of skin showing above his socks um, where they don't quite all the way come down. So, you know, he's using just like men's medium right, Adidas right. shorts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's homeless or what. That is hard to tell. He did say, well, didn't he say he was homeless? Oh, does he? I think okay, he says that, that later on. Yeah. Either way, he, this, this little guy's talented. I'll give him that. He's talented and he's tenacious. He's fucking aerodynamic as fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the cop stops. All right. And immediately when this cop walks up to him, um, the dude just takes off. And I mean, like, it's, it's just this, like you said, he's kind of, he's kind of bow legged. Yeah. You could tell he's having a hard time. Like just, he believed he could get away, <laughs> but even the cop really didn't like, he started jogging, but the, but the, but the start that he had where he kind of like grabs his belt and he's just like, Ugh. you know, like he's like, <laughs> the like, cop kind of feels like he's giving him a handicap a little bit. Like, He's not giving it full gusto. He's just sort of like, all right, I'll trot along with you. I'm going right. to get you anyway. Right. Like he, he, the cop is in no real hurry. Right. But then he starts to pull on him a little bit because he, ch- he ends up chasing him for a little bit. He does. Yeah. And he catches up, grabs him by the arm. It's one of the most awkward struggles I've ever seen because for, listen, and, and this is in no way making fun of little people or, or dwarfism or whatever it may be, but If you were to see this from afar, it looks like an older white man (laughs) throwing around a young black child. Yeah, no, it does. Because he's flailing around and (laughs) the little guy's saying, stop it, stop it. Yeah. And the the white guy is like, no, you stop it. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't look good from afar. No. That's all I'm saying. It's absurd. As you're watching it, you don't even realize how little sense it makes because normally you see a police officer who's chasing a suspect on foot and it ends in like a like a brutal tackle or something yeah but someone, this, he, he catches up and guy. just grabs him by his arm like a like a poodle that like almost got away and just like starts like flailing him around by the arm it's like it's really it's peculiar to see it's almost the way that uh it's explained how jack torrance in the shining broke danny's arm where he's like i just grabbed the little fucker yeah and, and <laughs> grabbed him too hard and, yeah ah, like it's it's un- it's a, it's an uncomfortable skirmish. Yeah, at yeah. The, at the very best. So, the whole time, like the the we'll just call him the shirtless guy because you know that's not the cop. He's he's saying like, dude, I'm trying to make some money, man, and he kind of sounds like Steve-O a little bit. 
And I'm pointing that out because we'll come back to that later. But he, and he's like saying, like, I'm out here trying to make money the best way I can. I'm trying to make an honest dollar. And so the cop lets him go for one second. Right, they're, right. They're standing next to a light post at this point. Why do you think the cop let him go? Because up until this point, it's been a, a real oh, animated sure. struggle. Yeah. If anyone else would have done that, it'd been cuffs. They would have sat his ass down in the car, you know, with the door half open. And it would have been like, they would have called for backup and all this stuff. This cop doesn't do any of that protocol. No. None of the protocol that you would normally do if you got out of your cop car and somebody immediately bucked ass down the road on foot. You know what I mean? So like this cop knows that this dude ain't going nowhere. Even if he wanted to, so you think that's why he just like I think let him stand there to give him the benefit to give well also to give him the benefit of the doubt. He also clearly knows this guy. He's dealt with him before, true. so he's comfortable with him. Very true. But the way he handled him, like it's it kind of <laughs> had to also be. Let's be real. It was a little bit where the cop was like, hey, "Go ahead, like run. I'll get you." You yeah, know what I mean? Like he was, yeah, he wasn't worried about it at all. <laughs> At all. Not even a little bit. Well, he should have been worried because I don't think he saw what was coming next. Um, it's important to note that they're standing next to a light post. And a uh, little guy just scales the fuck out of that thing. He hops up and just whoop, 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 like Mario on yeah, the Yeah, Mario vine. on the vine. I was just going to say that. You, you know? read my brain. Yep. He gets a good, I want to say at least eight feet up because the cop is like reaching up. Yeah. You figure he's like six foot, whatever. And he's he's got to reach his arm up, you know, Mm -hmm. another two or three feet. And And it's quick. Like this, this guy scales this thing quick. And it's so awkward because the only thing he's wearing, like I said, is a cabbie hat and shorts. So the silky smooth, silky's right. So the cop has to like sort of tug his shorts to like try and get him down. And the best part is when the little guy finally gives up and lets the cop pull him down. It makes the most satisfying squeal. Did you hear it? <laughs> I don't think I like, noticed it. It sounds like, you know, those slides when we were kids, just the like bare ass metal slides. Yeah. It sounds like when you went down, like wearing shorts, just <laughs> that. Are oh, you talking about on the pole, right? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. I thought for a second I thought you were saying that he made this squeak noise. No, I was like, no, what? His skin sliding down the light pole. Yeah, does. yeah. That little flesh squeak. So there's there's flesh squeak. Yeah. <laughs> Where like you could feel the burn. You could yeah. feel that little like your skin gets red. You're like, oh yeah. my god, that hurt. You know he got a little miniature tan yeah. from it. Yeah. Like just on the inside of his thighs. So there's more awkward struggling. The cop leads him to the squad car. And the the cop has him put his hands on the car, and he lets go of him again. Again. This is where I no longer accept it from the cop. Because, all right, the first time, I'll agree with you. He's dealt with him before. It's a little off the books, the way he's handling him. He's like, all right, calm down. Just fucking, just stay still for a second. Calm down. And then the guy scales the light pole. All right, now you take him to the car, make him put his hands on the car, and you let him go again. Now... Sh- fool me once, scale a light pole. Yeah. Fool me twice. Well, because pl- plus they're by a busy street. So what if he decides to run out and all of a sudden, whoa, blam, car he, hits him. He almost half does decide to run out because he like backs up and he goes into the street and he starts like hollering at people saying like, you people need to help me. 
Yeah, he does. He, he implores help out of the bystanders. That's so the cop is like, at this point, he's he's a healthy mix of agitated and amused. Yeah, yeah. Like when he pulled him down from the light pole, the cop was even saying, like, you could hear the cop like holding back a chuckle. He wasn't laughing, but it was like Will Ferrell during SNL where, you know, he's about to go. Yeah. And the whole time he's talking to him, too, it's not it's not like barking orders, really, like the typical, like, no. someone right now, like, freeze, you know? And no, like, he's more just like... He's just trying to reason with him, like, come, come on, man, man, like, what are you doing, you know? I'm so much... Will you stop it? Just stop, stop it. Come on. <laughs> stop it. And he, he actually does kind of whine, because when, he, when he's got him there in front of the car, he's like, you just made me... You made me run after you. Why would you do that? And the like the tone in his voice is just so like more like disappointed. Like, you know, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Why did you why did you make me? There's a camera right there. Yeah. Now that camera just caught me chasing and struggling with you. Right. Of your stature. Why did you make me do that? I mean, we're here anyway, man. Like, it seemed like a sort of like bro moment where he was just like, dude, yeah, because clearly, I mean, he's he's dealt with him before. He's met him a f- more than once, I'm assuming. You know what I mean? Well, the shirtless guy's answer to why would you do that was for him to get into the middle of the sidewalk. Now, he just moves a couple of feet to his left. Mm-hmm. He puts his arms straight up in the air and he lets out a large battle cry and proceeds to do a backflip. Like two or three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, down the... Down the just backwards Maybe and then starts the booking ass again. Maybe it was just the one, but it was I, a the good first one. time. I think it's just the one, but you don't see it coming. You see him just like put his hands up and you're like, all right, is he surrendering? And then, ah! <laughs> and backwards just out of nowhere, just poof. And cinema gold. It's, it, I mean, you just, you can't write it. You can't write it. And I've seen people online say like, this is faked. Like no way. No, no way. That's meth. Yeah. But which doesn't even get acknowledged by the police. Yeah, he doesn't even ask what he's on. No, as if which he's on something. As if it's normal to just do acrobats like that in a police chase. You think it's meth? You think maybe it's like steroids? Because he has these like weird peppered bouts of aggression. Uh, no, no. Because he seems pretty lucid. It doesn't seem like a roid rage. Like a roid rage would be like... <laughs> focused violence okay you know what i mean where his is just like completely abstract like he goes from reasoning to like shouting at people to doing cartwheels to climbing poles yeah um oh yeah it's just really it's a weird it's a weird thing so at this point after he does a backflip and takes off running again the cop finally detains him brings him to the car and finally cuffs him good job man a, a, a f- several minutes too late into this transaction are you cuffing this guy yeah but i'm glad you're doing it now um so this is this is where this is where it just builds up and like you said cinema gold because this has the workings of like a beautifully refined script because for a moment here we get like sad and relatable because now he's detained he's a little calmed down And now he's starting to talk like logically and he's saying like, man, you know, 
uh, the last time we met, I went to jail for this, and I'm out here, and I'm trying to make an honest dollar the best way I know, and I'm performing, and you see those tourists over there? They love me, and this is all I can do, and you just start feeling bad for him. Yeah, because you start seeing the, the bigger picture. Yeah, you see the humanity in his situation. You right. see, oh my God, yeah, he he's a little person. He's using his, his, his difficulties and his setbacks to do something productive in life, or trying to at yep. least, yeah, and you feel horrible for him for for just a brief moment because he's being honest and earnest, and you know he's almost on the verge of tears, and then out of nowhere he just oh, I could break these cuffs. Yeah, here comes the that, drugs. That's that's where it all turns. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the cop goes. You can't break those cuffs, which is the famous line. Both the of way he lines. says it, yeah. the way he says it is like this, the stern cuffs. voice of reality. Like you can't break those cuffs. And he just unleashes this Dragon Ball Z Pokemon fucking yeah. anime, like lightning behind him. Trying yeah, to yeah. bust out of the cuffs. Yeah. Obviously doesn't. And the cop in the calmest tone is just like, take a deep breath. It'll be all right. <laughs> like this whole thing is just, oh my God. It, I think it's a, that look in his eyes too. Like when he, when he, when he tries to break the cuffs, cause he starts with the cuffs behind his back and lets out that like Conan, the barbarian scream. And then like three quarters of the way through the scream, like he shoots his head up and you could see into his eyes where his eyeballs are connecting with the divine, right? His soul left his body. And if you, if you like, I bought into it because I yeah. like, I thought that was the same as the cop. I was like, you can't break those cuffs. But three quarters of the way through when I saw his eyes, I was like, dude, he, he might, might break, break those, those cuffs. cuffs. Yeah. But then instantly I was like, no, nah, of course not. <laughs> Idiot. You're not going to break those cuffs. He really goes for it though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see the veins. You can see like he had to have pooped a little doing that. Like this. I pulled something. This like he's going to be yeah. sore at the very least. Yeah. There's like, some butthole pain. Wake up something. tomorrow and be like, why does my shoulder? Hurt while well, you tried to break the cuffs, you know. <laughs> Did I sleep weird? No, I tried to get out of handcuffs. That's yeah, right. Yep. So this is where this is where the segment almost gets feel good, but it also raises more additional questions. Right. Right. Let's start with the feel good part. All right. The cop gets altruistic and he gets this idea, and he goes, "All right, you know what? <clears throat> There's this place I know called Beecher's Rock House Bar." It's a name. It's for real. And quote, this is quote. I wrote this down word for word. <clears throat> they employ little people to do circus acts, hand out flyers, and uh, a lot of the little people, that's the only place I know in Las Vegas. End quote. Okay, first off, <laughs> and uh, a lot of the little people, uh, that's the only place I know in Las Vegas. How can that be true? How on earth can that be true? Because Las Vegas, like you said, Sin City, it's uh, there's there's freak shows and and circus, uh, Cirque du Soleil, and like all all sorts of like broad, well not Broadway, but like musical performances. And Lady Gaga's show alone has to utilize people of his his built, yeah, his built, right, exactly. Like there's no way that there's only one place called Beecher's Rock House Bar that employs little people to do circus. Acts and what exactly is going on in this place? Yeah, we never find that out. We no. see the outside of it, though. And, and he and he knows, like, he seems to know a lot about it. 
He does. You know what I mean? Like, I know a place. The you know? full-grown man. I got a place for you. <laughs> hey, I know a guy. You know, I know a guy who knows a guy who, uh, let me tell you, there's this place. And uh, it gets a little nutty in there sometimes. Yep. And he's like short person racist, too, when you think about it. A little you know? bit. Because, like, what jobs couldn't he do otherwise? Yeah, I mean, that's lots true. There's of jobs he could do, but he's like, no, nah, man, I know the perfect place for you. It has other short people just like you that do fucking magic tricks <laughs> with their bodies. Just like you. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, maybe this dude wanted to be uh, something else in his life. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. A real estate broker. But, but again, maybe, maybe it goes back to like he, he he's obviously knows the dude. He's been doing acrobats in this in this in the street. Yeah. So to his we'll, credit, we'll sure. give him the benefit of the doubt. And he's like, well, this guy must like doing fucking cartwheels on the freeway at fucking three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I know a place. Yeah, it's called Beecher's Rock House Bar and it gets wild. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, instead of arresting him, um, he offers to try and get the guy a job, at which point he's he's like totally down for. He's like, that would be amazing. You know, if you oh, get man, me- if you could just do that, oh, yeah. man, it would turn my life around. I wouldn't be out here. Right. I don't want to be out here. Right. I love being out here for those people. I don't want to be out here, but I love being out here. Yeah. Not really consistent, but he's still, he's like, you can tell like, yeah, I want a fucking job. He seizes out. The cop gave him an out. He's just like, whatever. He could have been like, dude, I know a horse. You could blow that horse right now. We're not going to take you to jail. How does that sound? He, you know, you know what I mean? He, That's he wasn't going to jail, dude. He was like, whatever. I don't even think he was paying attention. He was just like, option A, go to jail. Option B, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Option B was automatically just yeah. exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the cop says, all right, well, let me check with the sergeant. So the sergeant walks over and he, he shows him, he shows him the, uh, the suspect and explains the, the entire thing, including the poll, which is awkward to explain in front of your suspect to another full grown man to be like, yeah, he climbed the pole and I had to grab his shorts and slide them down. Yeah. Like, uh, I came across this dude doing crackhead shit and now we're here. Yep. Here we are. What do you want to do now? Nothing weird about that. And so the, the sergeant's just like, yeah, I, you want the job? And the guy's like, yeah, I want the job. And they're like, <laughs> you want the job? <laughs> I want the job. All right, get in the car. So they put him in the car and they go to the place and another little guy comes out right away. And at first, at first, I thought he was the manager because they said because like, we're also short people racist. We imagine that <laughs> the manager of this. Well, he was wearing like a, a little. He was. He was wearing like a like I a, say like a little like dresser, like, like a, a sport coat. Yes, a sport coat. Yes. So he had he had business attire. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you think like, well, I know I know another midget place or whatever place you think well yeah well maybe the owner must be well yeah stands to reason it does stand to reason yeah this guy i thought the first guy sounded like steve-o this guy is the embodiment of steve-o like right down to being like yeah dude yeah yeah, dude and yeah yeah." and he's like giving him like the peace sign yeah the cop car like Like, just met him like this is stoked didn't even meet him he just he he, doesn't even he just sees the cop car pull up with the dude in the back and he's like yeah what up dude (laughs) he has no idea what's going on you're right the cops just pull up to the back and he said he's doing hand gestures and freaking out and smoked a lot of crack in his day yeah so uh, they they open up the car door 
and uh, Dave, who we learn is our acrobatic suspect, Dave comes out of the car, they uncuff him, and then the owner comes out, who is a regular-sized person. A normal piece of shit human. Yes. Yeah. And this this guy, I stand to argue, he he seeds like seedy nightclub owner, doesn't he? Like Yeah, because the way I mean there's so much there's so much to dig into. I don't know how much yeah. time you want to spend on this, but it is as much time as you want. It is it's just weird because the guy's like not even su- like surprised or like No. You know, like if a squad car rolled up to my business and was like, Yeah, just pulled this motherfucker down off of a pole. You know, got a job for him. Right. I wouldn't even know what to say. It would raise some eyebrows at least. Yeah. I, I would honestly be speechless. But this, this guy's like, yeah, yeah, I got a job for this guy. I've been looking for this guy all day. They, they don't even tell him what he might be good for. No. Like what sort of skill set he could offer his place of employment. Right. Just, hey, man. Just straight out the cop car. Like, found this guy. <laughs> you need a job. Like, sure. Like, what? How does that uh, it has to be the only arrest that immediately led to a job, like suspiciously. Yeah, well, you brought up a good point about that. About, do you think there's some sort of like Jerry Springer script? Or no, not not like. Do you think there's like some sort of like favor? Oh, right. That's so, owed. Yeah, that was so, your theory. So the guy I just like this. Yeah, because like you wonder like how this cop already knows of this place, right? Right. He so he pulls over this dude. In the street, he's doing all this crackhead stuff, climbing poles, doing acrobatics, acting really weird, trying to break out of handcuffs, and he immediately thinks like, no, I know a guy who's going to give you a job. Yeah. How do you know that guy? Like, what's that guy's story? Right. Like, what... What cops episode do we miss where that mm-hmm. the, this little bar owner owes this other cop a favor? Like, no, nah, man, like, don't arrest me for this crack. I'll employ the other crackheads you found. We can have them all in one big giant crackhead facility. There and is th- a missing backstory. There definitely is because yeah. it's just too like, yeah, no, this works perfect. Like, what yeah. is that? Just Vegas shit? Do I not get it? Because <laughs> I'm not from there. Is that a normal thing? <laughs> and what bugs me is they never show the inside of this place. No, I want to know so bad. So Maybe we should like. Maybe we should look it up to see if it still stands because it's we called should. Beecher's Rock House Bar. Maybe we should. Oh man, visit, visit, yeah, yeah. book a trip. And be like, where's Dave? And never come back. How's Dave doing? Yeah, and uh, you know, I commented to you. Uh, th- this is such a legendary segment of cops with the I could break these cuffs that I I thought it was around from like early nineties. But this is season 19 of the show. Like, they're in their early 30s right now still. I think it's like season 33 is just about to premiere or just did premiere. So, I mean, in the scheme of things, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, oh, we're missing the best part of this. So, sight unseen, the owner agrees to provide gainful employment to this little guy out of nowhere without asking anything. He already agreed. And then it it takes yeah. the cop. No, to like, be what do like, you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy's just like, yeah, we can hire him. And then the cop's like, well, do you want to see what he can do? And then the guy's like, ah, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, all secondhanded. Like, yeah. well, I guess. <laughs> so... This is where it's impressive. He uh, he does some stretches, and he uh, he proceeds to do a quadruple backflip, flawless, flawless, like 
and then gets like applause from people standing around because like at this point they they take a drive like into town right so now they're in like the strip strip so right. there's like action lights. going on yeah, yeah lights people walking tourists everything and like he gets a round of fucking applause I mean, imagine that's another thing imagine being a patron of that hotel or that bar and you're yeah. just outside and it's your first trip to Vegas because nobody does people actually live there no they just they visit there to get fucked up for a week and then right. go back to work so imagine you're just like wow man it's so crazy here like you know it's your first experience and, and you're standing outside and a squad car pulls up right and lets this fucking meth head out well another little guy is going yeah <laughs> Right. Up, right. And then he's like, you got a job. He's like, I got a job. You want a job? I got the job and starts doing backflips. <laughs> what do you think? It's like a person who's just new to that. Um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Is that it's like what you hope to see when you go there? Do you even repeat that story when you come home? Because well, anybody believes that? believe you. Right. Like yeah. you must have been messed up or you're embellishing, but no, literally happened just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Caught on camera. Crazy. Thank God. That that's one of those episodes of Cops that you you hope to see. Like <laughs> yeah. when you turn on Cops, you love it. Like if you love you either love Cops or you're annoyed by that person in your life that loves Cops. <laughs> there is no in between. There's no in between. There's nobody who's like, "Yeah, hey, oh, I guess I'll watch Cops." No, you either skip that shit completely or you live and breathe that shit like yeah. us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like you watch cops and you you think every episode like oh this is going to be good cuz I love this shit but really deep down you're hoping for an episode like this. Well, it's such a roller coaster episode. There's so much to it. There's so much to unpack. Yeah. Cuz it it gets it's funny, it's tragic, it's what the fucky. It's just it's got everything and then like it ends in a sort of like happy ending because he gets the job and he's scheduled for Thursday at 11 p.m. they say and like what does he say like Bright and early, or not bright and early, or like right on time, be right on time. Like, yeah. I bet he will be. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did just grab him off the side of the road, literally. Yeah. So, we'll see. You got a headshot and resume? You that, know had I mean? to, that had to be the first time ever somebody got a job upon stepping out of the back of a squad car. For real? In handcuffs. Yeah. Not even charged. No. Just transported. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Short privilege. Short privilege, dude. <laughs> Tall people would never get away with that shit. <laughs> so that moves us on to segment number two, which we're calling Back Again. And uh, this time uh, we're moving a little bit. I don't know my geography. I'm terrible with it. I think north. Would this be north? Because we're going to Boise, Idaho now. Is uh, Idaho and Nevada... How, how a bit that, a bit north. Okay. Mostly east. Most oh. most mostly east. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm only partially ignorant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I to be honest, I don't know, but I just felt like I said it well enough to where a listener might be like, yeah, it's fucking east of there. It's all about the confidence anyway. Yeah. It's it's not yeah, it's gotta be east of there. I went north this one time and I ended up in East Dakota. It was <laughs> an awesome trip. <laughs> It took me 14 meters to get home. It was it was cool. It was fun. Um, so we're at the uh, sorry we're at the Boise, Idaho Police Department. It's 10:32 p.m., which a lot of 10:30s in this one. Actually, all I think all three. No, no, no. The last one was 11:30. Uh, anyway, it's it's the witching hour in this episode. It's the morning rush hour for people who are up to no good. Like the sun sets. These it's a great ways. People put it. are waking up. The people that are just up to no good in life are right. just getting out of bed, getting ready to start their earnest, hardworking days. Criminal and misdemeanor behavior. Yeah. 
Yeah, tomfuckery. Yeah. 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 The witching hour begins. Yeah. So it's 1032 p.m. and uh, Officer Brian Lee is on a domestic violence call. And uh, in this segment, uh, we always kind of poke fun at uh, Mike and I always poke fun at the cops uh, because have you noticed like nine out of 10 cop segments, the first four to 10 sentences that are spoken out loud are usually about how, you know, I've been a cop for about 10 years and my daddy was a cop for about 25 years. He was on the force and his granddaddy, he was also on the force and everyone's got the same story. It's and which isn't to take that away from them because that is a proud heritage to have. Sure. Sure. it's, It's funny in the way, like when they interview hockey players at the end of a hockey game, where it's like, what do you think happened? Oh, you know, we just uh, get up to the net and, you know, make uh, make the shots and uh, hope it gets in there. And, uh, you know, like, what do you say? What right. do you say? Yeah, like, it's like filler, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. filler. And it's funny how when a camera goes on every single officer, they all go into that same, like, oh, well, you know, I, I was a cop and uh, my dad was a cop and my grandpa was a cop. And... Uh, you can edit this out um but this this segment has none of that we get straight into it he's on this domestic violence call and it's a physical domestic violence call um but what's fun about this is apparently they were already there about three to four hours ago and you had a thought on that where you were like well isn't that the cop's fault yeah so i mean they don't really say they don't dive into what happened earlier, right? Not right away. No, but it's safe. I don't actually know if they ever do dive into one can assume once we learn why we're there <laughs> to begin with. But anyway, yeah, because if it's I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I yeah. mean, these cops are getting a call for a domestic. One can deduce one could deduce that it was probably something domestic earlier. So, I mean, the guy probably should have not been near home. <laughs> Again, you know what I mean? I mean, especially with the, I don't want to like go too far into it because we're, no, yeah. we're getting there. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that. It just They should have taken a break at the very least. Yeah, just a little bit or yeah. a pause. But who knows? It could have been anything. I it could have been. Yeah. But like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And so I, the way he mentions like, you know, we were there like three to four hours ago. Like he almost seems like ex- exasperated about it. Like, we're back again. He made bail. I guess he came back with a knife. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. The wife's there. Apparently, there's four kids in the house. And so you're like, all right, giddy up. Let's see where this is going. (laughs) So (laughs) Awful. (laughs) (laughs) So he pulls up to the house. And I'm really sorry to explain him this way, but to... They, there's no other way to say it. This is like white trash at its finest, right? Yeah, no, we're white. We can say that. Yeah. And, and we are from modest uh, bracket of right. finance, uh, shall you? Right. Shall we say? Well, neither one of us are driving nah. like Lamborghinis. No, nah, this, so. is, this is like the white people that most white people don't want to be around. Exactly. Like, this is like, ugh, ugh. Which isn't to say that I don't feel bad for the wife because I think... From everything that she said, she sounds like she's telling the truth. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, no, like, I mean, not, not to downplay what happens, but it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that I'm, that I'm surprised <laughs> that this is going down here. You know what I mean? Like culturally, this is, culturally, this is, this yeah. is, this is a run in the mill 
It's a it's a good it's a good little segment, but it's also got it's a run of the mill background. Like you could start ninety percent of cops episodes with some lady coming out of her trailer in like a tie dye t shirt at three in the morning. Like yeah, he done beating my ass real good again. You know what? This like this is America. It's a sociology course. It really is. Yeah, I mean this happens. This, yeah, this is this is something that really happens in America. It's a portrait. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it, a sad if, if portrait. You, if you if you step back from like maybe it's just us, maybe we're just pieces of shit and we see novelty in this. <laughs> but I don't think it's it's just novelty though. And like, you know, I've also I've, I've like read some like think pieces where they've said like cops can be a little bit uh too heavy-handed toward like being like racially uh uh biased. Biased. Yeah, and like showing maybe like minorities more often than white people. But I gotta tell you, like, and, and and that's not to say that that hasn't happened on this show, because I'm sure there is a bit of skew and a bit of lean yeah. and that sort of thing. But I, there is, out of the 30-something plus seasons of this show, the amount of piece of shit white people that are on it are equal in numbers. Yeah, so I, I think it's less of a race people, issue. People, and maybe more people of a talked class about this issue? with the first forty-eight too, which is a different show. Yeah, yeah, but also crime-related. Um, and people brought up the race thing before, like, "Hey, you're showing a lot of people of color, you know, African Americans on this show. It tends to be biased. It's coming off a little racist, right, right." Um, but I wonder if you know, bringing this up, if that show and this show, if it's just the nature of uh, simplicity of production, like right. if, if you're trying to film crime, you're going to go hang out in crime riddled areas. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're in a very nice area with low crime, you're probably not going to get much footage. So it's your so argument it, is it's less that it's biased and more just, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't, specific. yeah, I don't know either way. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a tricky, it's a tricky, it is. It's a tricky thing to pay attention to right. and try to analyze. And it's it's something that, like, <clears throat> we always try and keep it lighthearted on the show, too, and recognize that, like, you know, we never make fun of people, like, based on their race or a handicap or anything like that. The way we look at it is if you're on this show and you signed the waivers, it's fair <laughs> fucking game. Because if you didn't, if you, if you literally signed a, a video release form. Saying like, fuck yeah, broadcast me. Like, yeah, all right. We'll give you a hundred dollars. Yeah, fair <laughs> game. Like, yeah. you know what you're getting into. It, but at, uh, then I've heard arguments of like, do they know what they're getting into? Like, I would think you would. Like, if you got a camera on me, like, what they, do, most, they do blur some faces, right? Once in a while. Yeah. I got to tell you, from all the episodes Mike and I have done and all the episodes Mike and I have watched and decided not to do because it's they've lot. ever been, it's not a lot. Right. It is not a lot at all. And like, in fact, it's, we make a point to like point out when somebody's face is blurred. It's almost like a unicorn on this show. It's astounding. Yeah. That like so many people are willing, like. If I ever got filmed doing something on even a small scale, like on one of the more boring segments, no fucking way <laughs> would I sign a release form to be on that and just damn myself forever, especially in today's online age where it just can go viral and like it'll haunt you forever. At least if you have a blur, you could be like, nah, man, that's my cousin. He looks and sounds just like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But yeah, that um, that whole 
not to not to get too real about it we like to keep it like entertainment based and like i said it's <sighs> it's hard not to though because if you if you look at it it's like it's easy to laugh at, at the at the disparity that people are going through you know what i mean because <laughs> you you're should like, be laughing here but it, yeah because yeah. it's enter- it's entertainment otherwise it wouldn't be on television right. it wouldn't be such a su- successful show right but it's also a documentary it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like you and I laugh at it because some of the shit's funny and maybe that's just a coping mechanism for us. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll laugh at stuff that's like really brutal in real life because it's like, what else do you do sometimes? Right. Like, I'm going to laugh at it. It's just who I am. Yeah. So, but I, but I also mentally, like it's like you were saying, it's you, you hear their stories and you can relate to these people mm-hmm. and you kind of see how they got there and you feel bad for them sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? their life is just out of control or it's just a matter of circumstance sometimes. And so. that's what I think a lot of it is, is circumstance yeah. where it's like a lot of these situations are funny, but when you get down to it, like the, the life that they wake up to every day is like, go oh, Jesus. Yeah. And that's why it's such a great show because you can, you can, you can focus your perspective on either side of that coin right yeah but i mean this at the end of the day the situations are fucking funny yeah some of them are just hilarious it's just fucking funny like there's been a couple of ones that mike and i have done and i remember i don't remember what episode this is but it was early in our show we were going to do it like segment one was hilarious segment two was hilarious segment three they go to this house and like a little kid answers the door and like the mom had like blown her head off and like they go into the other room and you see the body and the pool of blood. And we were like, whoa, fuck. Yeah. Like, we can't make that funny. No, there's no way. So we just bailed on it. And like, we kind of recounted it a little bit. Like, what was the one that we were talking about before about the lady with the. Oh, yes. Yeah, the lady, the lady, the lady was swinging this huge knife, like a really big knife. Like it's a, huge, like a machete almost. It's. It's like, like maybe not quite. It's like big. one of those big cutting knives that yeah. you use to cut carrots, like when you're making a stew and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. the typical. It's like the Mike Myers knife. Like every, most yeah. people have one of those in their kitchen. Like who knows what the fuck that's for? I'm not a chef. There's no good reason to have a knife that size in your house. <laughs> not that big. No. And uh, and she's wielding it in her car. Yeah. And they. Uh, this isn't a real life episode of Cops. By yeah, the way. yeah, that's it's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I texted to you because I saw it at like three or four in the morning. And yeah, I, and yeah. I texted you and I was like, Kyle, holy fuck, uh-huh. you got to look up this episode because and it's did. nuts and it's Jesus nuts. Yeah, yeah. go on. Oh, so she they pull her over and they're like wrestling with her because she's like swinging this knife around at the cops, like you know, like she's being really aggressive. And when the cop sees his opportunity to. Uh, to grab her, he just grabs her and goes down with her, uh-huh. and the knife, like straight up horror movie style, yeah, like ends up pointing at herself as she's going down and just impales her right in the gut, yeah, like, and this is a big knife, like it, I'm surprised you don't see it come out of the back of her, honest to God, yeah, yeah, and and it's like you're wondering. <laughs> like as it's happening you're thinking everyone has that thought like did this bitch just stab herself but you're thinking like nah I'm watching TV they wouldn't show that <laughs> this is and, a reality show yeah and then they roll her over yeah and it's like a cartoon like you just see the handle sticking out uh-huh. of her stomach with like blood slowly pulling out and yeah. you're 
yeah. like, holy Christ, uh-huh. this it just happened. And then I, the segment just sort of ends from what I remember. Yeah, right? I think they there's call no an ambulance because there's no, what do you, you what do we you go from there? Out of her. Yeah. It's, you, like, you have su- to leave it in. I'm honestly surprised they, they showed that one. It was a bold one to show. Yeah. yeah. It was just fucking hardcore crazy. And that's another aspect of the show is like, um, not only to see the lives of the you know criminals and people that are up to no good but to see what these police officers are going through you know because imagine Absolutely. imagine getting that call you know right. that guy probably feels horrible yeah. that he tackled that lady and she stabbed herself right you know no, the then, ptsd that you get from right yeah seeing it on tv and uh, we've obviously seen a lot of cops so uh-huh. we're not it's not like we're like yeah not you know we're not new to it right right but like even seeing it on tv like even me and used to take a step back and we're like holy shit yeah that just fucking yeah happened. so i can imagine happening in real life right in front of you and like you had your hands on that situation yeah that's a lot to deal with for sure well speaking of knives uh getting back to the segment these uh, again i'm not going gonna apologize it's too it's too white trash women that are sitting on this this porch and uh right away the cop kind of he like hustles up and the, the wife who we learned says he went that way and she's pointing and he's the, on a bike yeah he's on a bicycle <laughs> which god damn it i wish we get to see him on a bicycle that would have been so satisfying yeah so satisfying like yeah if it had a bell too if your getaway is a bicycle yeah you know what i mean it's, yeah it's, it's some some tomfoolery so they they tell him all right you're looking for a guy he's wearing a camo marines jacket because of course he is right and on a bike oh they leave out so many wonderful points of his fashion choices yeah but we'll get to that once mm-hmm. we meet him so and he's he's like okay okay and he sends some of the other officers to go look for him so he sticks around and talks to the wife whose name is Nancy and Nancy's saying, yeah, I kicked him out a week ago. I kicked him out a week ago. Um, but, uh, it's something about what did she say? Like I got a restraining order. She so, said, I think she said she was going to get it in the morning. Okay. Like but she was in the middle of getting it. So she like the cop no, brought it up. Like, well, did you do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it in the morning. Like she already knew the protocol here. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a little too quick to the He draw. didn't even have advice to give her. She's like, yeah, I've already consulted an attorney. And- <laughs> so she just, she's sort of rambly a little bit. But the, the other woman that's sitting next to her and sitting, she is sitting down. Yeah. Because she is, I mean, she has to at least be 400, 500 pounds, right? She's a big lady. At least. Yeah. I mean, like where it's scary. It's scary. Like where you're scared for her. Like, oh, whoa. Yikes. Yeah, like that's not healthy. You're gonna die. Hope you need to do something, kind of. But and and that's that goes back to like the being in those like super rural areas. Like, are they depicting, you know, like the worst of the worst? But that is who got the call. Yeah, right. So I know it's. I don't know. It's just like it is. Sometimes it's funny. Because it's like caricatures of people you would imagine would be on cops are on cops. But yeah, those are cop calls. Right. So, uh, yeah. So they're they're basically the the wife, Nancy, is of no real good to the cops. She's not really given a, a concise story. So her cousin, who we learn, who's sitting next to her, um, I'm sorry, uh, starts explaining that they were. And this is where I couldn't understand him and you couldn't either. She said, well, we were AB shopping. 
I don't know if she said A B A V. Yeah, we were like we were we were just minding our business on the computer, A B shopping or A V shopping. The cops like what doing what? Oh, we were shopping online. Yeah, but okay, all right, fine. But what was that fucking first thing you said? Yeah, like A V shop. Were you buying speakers? A B shop. I don't know. Yeah, were you like doing comparison shopping? Yeah, I bet. I bet you and flats out of here. I bet you and I are the only. People who see that and like, well, now I, I got to know what the hell she was doing. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it do, It just doesn't matter. They were shopping online and that's, it, that's all. Right. Um, so she says the guy started banging on the window and door. So this is what I assume. He got arrested, made bail, and then came back and started banging on the window and door because he was like, I ain't done um, or something. He right. showed back up. Mm-hmm. And so she says, I had no choice but to let him in because she has no legal recourse to tell him get the fuck out that's his legal residence mm-hmm. yeah so he's he, he is allowed to be there so she says he comes in screaming and he grabbed a knife right away and he lunged at her and then she like she sort of acts it out for the cop which made me uncomfortable even though she warns him she's yeah. like yeah now I'm not lunging at you, but he kind of does this. Yeah, and she like <laughs> she lunges at the cop. Yeah, where it's and like, wow. I'm surprised the cop didn't like at least like put his hand on his gun. Right, because it's a, it's an aggressive. Even, even though she pre warns him, yeah. she's like, all right, now I'm not gonna lunge at you, but I'm gonna lunge at you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was like, awkward when she did it. I think she lunged at the cameraman. Oh, is that what it was? I think so, because like she does it straight on the TV, or like, <laughs> you, like the viewer as a viewer, I jump back, like, whoa, here she comes. I know, yeah, it made me uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it would have been great if the cameraman like dropped it, and you hear him like, Jesus Christ, Nancy, what yeah. the fuck? Taser deployed. <laughs> 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 so she's saying uh, he was lunging he was lunging at her and uh, saying like if I wanted to cut you I'd cut you now and he kept lunging at me kept lunging at me and uh, she said she struggled and then he said he had a gun um, but that her dad was there too we never see the dad no but that the dad called 911 and at this point what did she say she like she got she got the husband out on the front porch and then he slammed the door back in her face came back in and that's when he was like I've got a gun and then he saw the dad on the phone at which point he got on his bike and yeah, just Away. took off on his little bicycle. <laughs> Which, that's the part that I'm so fucking angry that we didn't get to see, because I, I would have loved to just hear, like, <laughs> Yeah, a little bell in the distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, it's right around this point that we hear, we hear, like, screaming in the background. And I was joking with you that it's so loud that it sounds like it's right around the yard, because we're, like, in their back porch right now. Yeah. But this screaming, it sounds like if we were in the back porch and you turn the corner of the house and that's like where the recycling bins are or something like that's where the screaming's going on. But no, no, he's got to jog for a bit to get there. The cameraman, like it shows like they go through like, I don't even know. Is it someone else's yard? Yeah, he's like in in someone else's because there's like somebody completely random standing on a porch, like almost like in Ferris Bueller when he runs through that guy's house and he's like, dinner's ready. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the guy. Guys, like he's back there, and like the screaming keeps getting louder and louder. But like it's 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 a good two houses down of yeah. a walk. And which we, could you imagine real quick? Can we can we talk about that? Oh, like yeah. imagine imagine the cops' filmography crew comes jogging through your yard. 
like me in the background of that little 10 second clip would be probably just as entertaining as whatever criminal shit was going down because you would see me losing my shit. (laughs) Honestly. I'd be like, oh my God, freaking out. I'm on cops. Right, trying to take a new shirt off. Yeah, putting my clothes on, like trying to get out the window. (laughs) I'm on a C. Oh, man. So we we come around the yard, we're jogging through the driveway, and we get we get to like this like shitty shed. And I say it's a shitty shed because it's just like it's in the back of a driveway, which you can tell like it's not really used as a driveway. It's more just like, hey, just throw it back there, Maureen. Like yeah. it's just a bunch of like rakes and bullshit. Just yeah. outdoor bullshit. And like where do you put those little shitty like like one foot deep kiddie pools yeah, right that, there that, like everyone in those neighborhoods yeah. has yeah you put like, them right you there. put it in that shed next uh-huh. to the lawnmower that hasn't worked since 2008 yeah right next to the concrete slabs that you don't have anywhere else yeah around like random house. bricks and shit yeah you don't know weird where you ended shit. up with them yeah but we, you have them like weed poison control like uh-huh. it's just a weird shit a bottle of wd-40 from like 1968 yeah and like a bottle of bro- half broken bottle of mad dog 2020 <laughs> Just like, like where do you put shit, you know? (laughs) So in this shitty shed, they, uh, at first I thought they were pulling him out, but he's coming out willingly. And this just beautiful portrait of a shithead comes walking out of this fucking shed. First off, the first thing you see is socks and sandals. Yeah. Toot, toot. All right. (laughs) And he, uh, he's wearing these like baggy acid wash jeans uh, he indeed is wearing a camo jacket, and I wrote down he has what I like to call a hillbilly villain mustache. Yeah, it's not it, like <clears throat> it's a specific type of mustache. No, it is. It's like crustaceous, <laughs> and not like the dinosaur. I mean, like grody. Yeah, you know, like it's not quite a Fu Manchu. There, there's just I don't care where you're from, who you are, what your story is. There's no good reason to wake up. See that in the mirror and think, yeah, yeah, I look good. You know, <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you reach that? I don't know. In your mind. It's, it, it's, here's a weird thing about it too. It's, it's really stringy. Like I said, it's, it's not quite a Fu Manchu because a Fu Manchu requires a chin part, right? It's, so it's more of like a handlebar. Yeah. Kind of mustache yeah. thing going on. But like weird different lengths and it's different weird spots. weird different lengths. Almost patchy, but full at the same time. Right. Where it almost looks like at one point he intentionally groomed it that way and then gave up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he grew it out after he had cut it. it it's yeah. almost like if his fucking face had crabgrass. <laughs> or parts of it didn't grow. <laughs> Like the other parts we did. We got some Kentucky blue over here. Right. A little bit of the yeah. drift over here. And we he, got some and, clover in the corner. And with how weird he was looking, didn't didn't match it at all. Like no. he looked it was like Benjamin Button style where it look he looked like a nine year old whose only his upper lip grew. <laughs> To be like thirty nine, like he met he met a hillbilly Zoltar and like into a full size human adult man, yeah, and was just like I don't know what to do with myself, so may as well smoke meth. And his jacket's big because he's a smaller guy, yeah, but all yeah. of his clothes are big, so it just he ends up looking like the Hamburglar. Kind yeah, of. he just, he looks like that kid like in school that like got his brother's hand me down clothes, he does. you know. The part that you and I were laughing about is that he had a cigarette in his mouth, 
But that shit was freshly lit. Just lit. Like, like, the, like the, cops, the cops were like, get on out of here. And he steps out with this Smoke like. Smoke him ju- if you got him. Like, yeah, like he knew he was getting arrested. So he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm sparking one up. You know, like that's <laughs> that's where your priorities are at. Let me just uh, hold on. I'll come out. But I got to light this. Like, like what? I like to think he had like some like shitty like hillbilly <laughs> mantra. He said when he lit it, like, you know, like a version of smoke him if you got him. Like, well, here's to the Georgia. Devil. Yeah, exactly. You know he said something like that to himself, if if only in his mind. Just some sort of weird phrasism. Oh man. So they get him out, they cuff him, and he's moaning. Like he's just he's whining. Like you said, he's sort of like a he's a like a man child. Sort yeah. of. He immediately goes into like victim mode. Yes. Or like the first one of the first things out of his mouth is like, oh, well, let me guess, my wife done told you something. Yep. Like, oh, did she? He's well, he's got a whole bunch of quotes, right? And like they're all like fragmenty, not really. Like he's he's just going back and forth, like trying to make an excuse, but he can never quite land where he's going with it. This is this is my favorite quote that he had though and this is the one and only time he makes a full, complete, and realized thought. And like over the course of what, like five minutes, yeah. right? five actual minutes. Did you catch this? Because this is this is why he's our mullet of the week. And now the best mullet of the week. He has the most amazing quote, because like I said, you and I were laughing that this man is basically a man full of sentence fragments. Like it's mostly just like, oh, man, she's and I was going to with and I, t- I told her she. Oh, it's her. It's her, isn't it? Even you, even he even doesn't believe him. Right. You know what I mean? Like he gives up on his excuse like halfway through every time. Yeah. Except for the one realized thought when he goes, "I told her she could have the kids, man." <laughs> yeah, like he had that one ready. That's the only rehearsed and lucid thought he had. Yeah. I told her she could have the kids, man. He's using that as a reason to get out of being in trouble. Like, I don't want the kids. I told her she could have them. Yeah. Let my ass go. Yeah. Also, another, like, dark twist in the world of cops, right? Because when you really, like, process what he said, it's like, oh. Right. And oh. it makes it makes what he's saying later on even more baffling. Because, so at this point, he's cuffed. And um, I, I love that his hat gets knocked off, but he still has a cigarette in his mouth. Um, like dangling. Like yeah. not even smoke. It's like hanging on to just like the wet patch of the inside of his lip to where like he probably <laughs> forgot that he had it, but it's like just flopping around there. And he sounds like a bummed out stoner, but he's still got that like in, in the side of his mouth. And he's just, oh man, cut me up. And I told you she was, oh man, are you really doing this? I bet she said I had a knife. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, she did. That's why the cops were looking for you in a shed, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where it gets confusing, because just moments after he says, I told her she can have the kids, man. He starts arguing that those two women are making it making it all up because he would get the kids in a divorce battle or in a custody battle, I should yeah, say. Yeah. And he's saying how my brother and my, is this the guy who says my sister in Wyoming? Portland or something? Portland. Yeah. 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 We're like, everybody would be on my side and I would get the kids. Like you just said you didn't want the kids. So you're saying they're making this all up because you know that you would get the kids 
But you told her she could have the kids? Yeah, he's a, he's is... a terrible liar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like award-winning bad. Yeah. So they arrest him, and that is that. That is segment two. They take this piece of shit and just go away. Yeah. That was so, a wrap for old Benji Buttons. Um, This... <laughs> This moves us on to uh, segment number three, which we're calling, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, we're with the Chattanooga Police Department with uh, such a beautiful Tennessee name, Derek Pendergrass. Yeah. Uh, so what a gorgeously regional name. Yeah, it's like something out of like a Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Like that Officer name, Derek right? Pendergrass. Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be David Spade's character, Derek yeah. Pendergrass. Yeah. So it's 10.35 p.m., and uh, we're doing a traffic stop here. But it's less of a traffic stop as it is a suspicious vehicle. Because he's... Uh, Officer Pendergrass is trailing this Corsica, who he said is driving weird and erratic, making like strange stops, strange turns, kind of weaving. And when he ran the tags, it was coming up as a Volvo. So he was like, all right, I'm going to pull this guy over. So he does. And, he, you know, he does the whole driver step out. And the guy who gets out, oh, baby, I love him. Oh, man. Yeah. He is our trash bag of the week. And now, the trash bag of the week. He looks he looks like suspiciously Midwestern. Oh, it's it, yeah, which oh, it's just everything that I was hoping for. Like if there was an outfit like a regulated standardized outfit for the people who make funnel cakes at festivals, <laughs> this like he's wearing it. You know what I mean? Yes. 100%. <laughs> So this man steps out and he is wearing a sleeve. We, I will, I will further clarify this, but at first it's a sleeveless union Jack flag shirt. <laughs> I don't know if he made it sleeveless. I didn't pay that close of attention, which I wish I did, which I don't know much about uh, the history across the pond, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's their Confederate flag or something. I don't know. Not I really. Know. I, it's probably not, but it's just, it reads that same trashy. Oh, right? like regionalism or nationalism sort of thing? Right. It's okay, just, yeah. it's a loud shirt. It's a loud shirt. Loud. Like firecracker in the middle of the night loud. But this, this, and I mean, uh, it's worth noting. It does, it's not like a little Union Jack, like in the center of the shirt. Like it's, it's the shirt is the, the flag. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, like yeah. it's, it's a full print. Like it goes all the way around, like to every seam. This whole thing is a flag. Like it looks like he cut holes in a flag and put it on, but he tucked it into jean shorts. Yeah. Like only the front, right? Al Bundy style or yeah. something, which is weird with no belt. And this man also comes out of his car with a freshly lit cigarette. Yep. So this is our second perp in a row who just did the you, Hail Mary. You, you're going to have to keep an eye out like when you guys are watching more episodes like this because that might be like the staple like, you know, people are stressed out, they're lighting up cigarettes. He knows, <laughs> he knows he's going to jail. There's no way he didn't know he was going to jail. No. You don't put that outfit on. <laughs> driving that car in that area at that time of night without knowing that you're probably going to jail. I like when he comes out because this 
this fucking British shirt is tucked into his beltless jean shorts. He immediately untucks it as, yeah. if, as if to say like, oh, I'm sorry, where are my manners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's very, uh, what do you call it? He, he presents himself <laughs> as he's as he's pulling it out he's you like oh a bit of belly like let me compose myself here <laughs> yeah. for you if i would have known i had company i right. would have put on my cleats <laughs> so um he the cop is asking him like yo you need to set down the cigarette and he asks him like four times and the guy's like a little confused by it like he's holding the cigarette and you can tell like he doesn't want to put it down but he doesn't quite know what to do with it and so he just sort of like, he does this hard lean, like he doesn't move his feet, but he does this hard lean and throws it onto the back of his trunk. Well, he like, does it? Yeah, right. Like it's he, a graceful, he does, he does I'm one of keep the, this. he does one of the, yeah, I'm going to save this for later. Like, I know I'm not going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to shorty this one. Yeah. And he like tosses it like they do in football when they're doing that weird plot. I don't watch sports, but they do that one play where they don't throw the ball. They just kind of lob it over to some asshole near them to try to trick the other team or something. If this was kindergarten, it would be a hot potato pass. Hop, just, that's much better than just where a I was gentle, going. Yeah. Hey, Susie, here you come. Right. <laughs> and he tosses it like into the part of his car where you wouldn't want a lit cigarette to go. <laughs> It's like it, the one part where it could roll into the trunk. Like into the fucking, yeah, into the crevices of the car. <laughs> that would have been great, right? If his car would have burst into flames like five minutes in. He makes an extra special effort for the cigarette to land on the car. It's very much intentional. Yeah, it's like very loud. And it just ends up immediately rolling off the back of the car and falling <laughs> on the ground anyway. Like a complete fail. So the cop gets him to put his hands on the car and, you know, he gives him the whole spiel about, you know, you're driving weird. You've got Volvo tags on a Corsica. Like, what's the deal, man? And so just as the perp is answering the question, have you been arrested before with a, yeah, I've been arrested before with marijuana. The cop goes, whoa, 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 whoa. open your mouth, open your mouth. Gulp. Well, he asked him how long ago. Oh, yeah, Real you're quick. right. So he's like, I've been arrested for possession of marijuana. And he's like, how, yeah, how long ago was that? And he's like, uh, about 15 years. Like, why would you even bring that up? Right, yeah. Like, that's past the point of, like, they, they expunge at that point, don't they? Yeah, like statute of limitations or something. Yeah. Like, 15 years ago, how old was It doesn't was he, matter. Like, Plus, it was like a minor weed offense right. if you're telling the truth. Right. Which, let's be serious, he wasn't. But it, just as soon as he says that, the cop notices something in his mouth. Yeah. And as soon as he goes, what's in your mouth? The guy does the most obvious gulp. Like a cartoon swallow. Yeah. Like, goop. <laughs> like, <laughs> the cop's like, what? What was that? Well, I just seen you do it. Like, I seen you do it. You know, he's like, he, the cop almost didn't believe him. Like, that he saw yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because he had to, like, reaffirm it through verbal communication. <laughs> it couldn't have been a more obvious swallow if he tried. Yeah, it was like... It was, like Full on eyes closed, eyebrows go up, just. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was the opposite of discreet. It was loud as shit. So the cop at this point, he's like, open your mouth, open your mouth. And he's got the flashlight blaring into this guy's mouth. And you can see there's like dust residue all over this guy's tongue. Yeah. So whatever he swallowed 
took that level of gulping to get it down. He right. Just, he was probably still like yeah. dissolving in his throat, you know? Like, like that wasn't his Adam's apple. That yeah. was a foreign object lodged in his it's esophagus. Like he, it's like he chewed like a fucking Tums or something, you know? <laughs> and um, so basically he's like, did you just, you just, this is the cop. He's like, you just, you just swallowed a crack rock? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the cop almost can't believe it. And so he's he's on him at this point. And the guy denies it at first. But the guy's like, listen, man, did you just swallow? a? You got to be straight with me. If you swallowed a crack rock, you are about to get so sick and you might die. Yeah. Like like he has to spell it out for him. Like you could die. Like he was. The, just the tone in his voice, the way he was explaining it, he's like almost pleading with the guy, like, yeah. you, like just tell me now, because I got to call an ambulance. Like, yeah. You know like, what I mean? I know what you did, so can you just say so, so we can get you to the fucking hospital? Yeah. Like You're about did, to start he, frothing. He didn't insult him at all. <laughs> no. But he was. it was almost like he was just like calling him a super idiot, the uh-huh. way he was like, dude, just tell me, like, you're going to die. <laughs> you swallowed a giant crack <laughs> rock, like, yeah, uh-huh. you're going to die. God. So the fi- the guy finally he goes, "Is this what you did? Is that what you did?" Yeah, like he's talking to like a six year old yeah. who like ate all the ice cream. Exactly. Yeah. At this point, the guy is in full on six year old mode, definitely. Yeah. And the cop goes, "Is this what you did?" The guy goes, "Yes." And the cop goes, "Okay, now you're under arrest." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Direct quote, just yes. as if he did, as if he thought he wasn't going to get arrested until he said that. Like he heard the cop being concerned for his health, so he was like, "Oh, okay, I just have to go to the hospital." And <laughs> yeah. then he gets blindsided with, "All right, well, you're under arrest." Yeah. Oh man! Yep. So they cuff him, and the EMTs arrive, and I was cracking up because the EMTs don't even seem like they want to take him. They oh, they're like, annoyed. They, they look w- at him. They look at the cop, and they're like, "You, you want us to, you want us to take him?" Just like that. Yeah. And they literally said it just like that. And like the cop is like, "If you don't mind, just in case something happens, like he dies." <laughs> Like the cop at this point is concerned. Yeah, I'm amazed that like with the camera there and everything, those 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 EMTs were just wouldn't like, have went into like hero mode, right? Like, like uh, cameras on me, gotta look good. Like right, no, I'll save the day. Instead, he's like, "You really you you want me to do this right now? Is this what you want me to do? <laughs> How much crack rock did he swallow? Yeah, a lot." Oh, and then they try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. which they're using prescription bottles with a Kmart cap on it, which that they, I love. That they found in his car. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure it wasn't the only thing. Oh, but definitely they skip that not. part. Well, they keep showing the car, and like you asked, you were like, "Is someone else in the car?" And I'm like, "No, I think it's just a lot of shit." He had so much. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of those cars that like you see on the highway, and you just wonder like, "Why the fuck? Why do you have so much shit in your car?" It was one of those cars. Everyone's seen that car on the highway yeah. where you're just like, "Jesus, stop putting shit in your car." Yeah, you're gonna get into a car accident and a fucking like a fucking Slurpee cup's gonna kill you because it like bounces off the mirror and stabs your eyeball or something. <laughs> like, why do you? Why is that even in your car? It doesn't make sense. So they uncuff this man briefly to give him his blood pressure medication. And the guy is immediately bummed that he can't take his cigarette with him. Yep. He's like, I, I can't take the cigarette. The guy's like, leave the cigarette. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the, the cop is let, straight up lecturing this guy at this point. And he's like, why'd you do it? Just tell me, why did you do it? 
why did you do it? Yeah. Like and pleading. The guy has no answer. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I have no answer. And the cop's like, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. And, and, and he brings up, I, I, I got a little note here. He brought up the irony of this dude swallowing his crack rock and he's like, no, it's real ironic that you do that or whatever. I don't even know where he was going with that. I know. But yeah, the whole time he's he saying really it. doesn't finish that thought. No, he doesn't. But the whole time he's saying that, I couldn't help but think like how ironic it was that the cop was like lecturing and pleading with the dude who just swallowed a crack rock. You know what I mean? Like, why are you wasting breath? Just... Get him to the hospital. Right. There's no talking. Like, you're not going to, you're, you're yeah. going to turn this dude's life around. Like, come on. Why'd you do that? Why did you do like putting his, his nose in it? Like he's a puppy. Like there's no reasoning with someone. You're not going to do that next he's time. Are you a literal crackhead? You know, like pick your battles, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or, yeah, or at least pick your timing. Read the room. Right. Like, hey, he's yeah. not even feeling the effects yet. Maybe he was. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe <laughs> he was. Like, maybe he's, like, just starting to get all cracked up, you know? I don't know what the... <laughs> I don't know what the phrase is. For I don't know the timeline of crackery. No, yeah. I'd imagine if you ate it, it's pretty quick. And he's lecturing him about how how often, which I don't know about this, because the cop is saying, like, you don't know how often I arrest people who straight up admit, like, I'm selling bad shit, man. We add stuff to this. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know how many criminals you're arresting that are like, yeah, you got me. Hey, guess what? I'm also poisoning people. Like, yeah. I, I doubt. Unless maybe they're selling fake stuff. Okay. Oh, where they're trying to get out of it saying like, right, like it's not crack. Yeah. It's Windex. That's some uh, sun-dried bleach. Like, <laughs> well, you're selling this? That's like worse. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. But the logic. All right. Yeah. I could see the point there. No. But, the, but it's weird, though, that he's like spending so much time like drilling this dude. And it's like, dude, put him in the fucking ambulance. <laughs> Like you were concerned as hell a minute ago and now you're like, no, no, I'm really going to let this guy have it as he's fucking yeah. frothing at the mouth, like going into Wait cardiac a second, arrest. Now you sit with your legs crossed and you're going to listen to every fucking word I have to say, Junior. Yeah. As like, those paramedics are in the background, just like yawning. super irked that they yeah. had to do something that night. <laughs> like, ugh. Which, what else are they doing at 1032 PM in Chattanooga, Tennessee, other than like in uh, like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they are in the middle. I'm of sure, though. I mean, clip. you imagine the shit that the cops get the phone calls for. I'm That's sure true. Busy, we were just talking about that. It's yeah. just you could tell they were bored and just like they were very disturbed. That it's like you called us for a crackhead. He ate crack. Who cares? Well, right? Yeah. Like they just those Who cares. Th those EMTs didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we just came back from the hospital. If I bring him there, we're just gonna sober him up. He's gonna do it again. Yeah. Um, so they, they end up charging him with tampering with evidence and a registration violation. That's it. Those are the only two charges, which I thought they would have went harder on him. I mean, tampering is pretty bad, though. Is that felonious? I don't know. It's got to be something. Yeah. It's limiting your employment. I mean, he ate whatever. He ate the crack. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine that. You know, his attorney is just going to be like, well, how do you know it was crack? True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, well, we found crack in his system. That was from before. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, because they can they can say shit like that. Yeah. So uh, did you ever hear the story of the, the lady who like was going to get pulled over for a DUI and she like took off to her house and like went in the house and they had to go in her house to like pull her out after the police chase. No way. And I think she got off because like even though she blew all crazy, like crazy amounts of alcohol, yeah. 
she claims and her attorney claimed that like, oh, she went in the house, was all distraught because she was going to go to jail. So she did a bunch of shots. So they tried making it out like <laughs> she drank when she, she wasn't drinking and driving. They, she went they in the drove house her and did to it. drink. Yeah, they drove her to drink. No pun intended. Yeah, I don't know how true that is, but I heard that story from somebody and that I was like, well, hilarious. you wonder about those little legal loopholes yeah. sometimes because yeah. you, you hear horror stories where it's like, man, they got away with some shit because of that. Right. Because of some like some fine line. <laughs> man. Crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, season 19, episode 18 of Cops. And uh, thank you so much for uh, filling the shoes. It's it's a mighty throne to fill. Uh, I know it's a it's a heavy task to to go through and do it. You did an excellent job. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. Um, you got any uh, you got any cop stories of your own, like any real life cop stories or cop Oh boy, do I! Yeah, yeah. Oh, give me one of them. Give me, give me, uh, give me, uh, give me your best two. Okay, I'll start with the 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 more mild one. This, right. this one's kind of funny. We'll build up to it. Yeah. Okay. So I get a phone call from a friend that we both know very well. Well, he'll remain nameless for sure. for this uh, for this episode, and it's like three in the morning. And I almost don't answer because I'm like half asleep and I'm just like, nah, I'm like, I'm not looking to chill or nothing, but it's like late enough in the night where you're like sort of concerned. Yeah. Shit. This dude probably needs something, yeah. you know? So I answer the phone. My buddy's like, oh man, you got to, my car's dead. I need you to come pick me up. We got to jump my car. I'm like, where are you at? He's on so-and-so road. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, all right, I'll come get you. So I get out, I'm driving, I get there and I forgot what it was. There was a reason he wanted to be like in and out of here before the before a police officer ended up driving by because you're just broken down on the side of the road. That's like a magnet for that shit. Sure. And it was nothing heinous or anything. He was just like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm not trying to make this into a bigger deal than it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm pulling up and the car won't start. And I'm like, dude, you got to call like a tow truck or something. I'm like, I don't have jumper cables. I don't right. know why your car's not starting. I think the battery was working even. So we were just like, what the hell happened? You Beyond know? your capacity. Yeah, it was nothing we could fix. And uh, so a cop ends up pulling up. And he gets out of the car. He, or, uh, he pulls up and he's starting to get out of the car and stuff. And he's, he's a bit of ways away. He's like, the cop's not concerned or anything. We're clearly just a broken down car in sure. the middle of the road. He's there to help and everything. And uh, I look at my buddy and I'm like, man, I'm just giving him this look. Like we, I, I know him so well that we don't even have to speak. Like yeah. we just, we give each other that look. And for people listening to this, I'm giving him this look of like, dude, you got weed on you <laughs> like a lot. Cause it fucking <laughs> reeks, dude. You know what I mean? And now this cop is here and I, I could smell this shit from so far away yeah, you know I'm just yeah. like really dude mm -hmm. like you you had all this time you couldn't throw that shit like or stash it somewhere yeah do something eat it find like a, a little crackhead. squirt <laughs> yeah you know like fucking do something with it right and and he kind of looks at me like no 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 I don't and he and, he, and, he, and he's looking back at me like you believe that you, right no no he, he looked back at me for a second like Oh man, you brought weed. Oh, for real? Yeah, like he's like, we're both giving each other the look, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is really bad now because this cop is feet, like 10 yeah. feet away from us, walking real slow and no casual, getting right? Out of it. No getting out, like dead to rights. We're getting searched. Yeah. He's thinking it's me, I'm thinking it's him. And <clears throat> no sooner does the cop make his way over to us, the cop reeks of weed, <laughs> like real bad. Like, it gets. 
we're we're like one row closer to front row at the Cypress Hill concert for every step he takes. <laughs> and I swear to fuck, I'm not embellishing this. He walks up super lax and has a bag of Cheetos and is munching on a bag of Cheetos and is just all casual, like, what's going on here? <laughs> all stone. This cop is ripped. You could tell he found some some fire ass weed from some neighborhood kids yeah. took it said he's gonna let him off with a warning or something he went straight to his squat car and smoked that shit that is hilarious yeah and we both looked at each other like oh my god it's him yeah and we just didn't know what to do because like <laughs> what do you even do like you're that's it that that ship right. sailed like you're on a ride oh you yeah. know what i mean and yeah we, yeah we just told him like hey you know the car broke down he's like nah no worries i'll call you a tow truck you know and you follow him when the tow truck picks him up you pick him up over there at the car shop and then you guys just go go home or whatever so good he was cool. Lieutenant. Yeah. And it was, this was a, this was an officer from a really nice neighborhood, <laughs> a really nice, I'm not going to say which one it was, yeah. but like, it's kind of, you know, you expect something like that over in the seedy areas, but not, not, uh, that is funny. Not where this happened. You had, I don't know if we're going to be on the same page for your second story. Okay. But I, <clears throat> I know of one story that you have that is, uh, quite bold in nature and i'm curious to see once you tell it if it's the story i'm thinking of i won't i won't preload you i'll let you tell your second story and just I'll, i want to see if it are you thinking of uh someone's bachelor party or not bachelor party the night before their wedding because that was a fun cops uh cop that story. is a fun cop story. okay no, no that wasn't what you were thinking no which one do you think give me uh, give me give me a little taste i don't know if you want to tell this one in the air that's why give I, me a little taste and I'll see. Okay. I'll just uh, this was a, a case of mistaken identity with you, where you were mistaken for somebody else by uh, a rather large amount of cavalry. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this is the one I was going to tell. Okay. So my cousin's in town. This is how long ago was this, by the way? <sighs> Man, because I remember this story from years back. I don't remember. Like this had to have been. Not too long after I moved out, so I was I was probably like eighteen. I had to have been time. yeah. I was gonna say I had to have been under twenty one years yeah. old. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this my, is a doozy. So yeah, so my cousin my cousin this. comes in from out of town from uh, where was he at the time? He lived in Colorado, but I forget where he was. He was out of state. He he's he's lived in quite a few different places, but he's in town and he's hanging out and we're spending some 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 time together, right? Yeah. And. He's like me in a lot of ways, has a lot of the same interests and stuff. He's into gaming and like uh, stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, well, let's let's go to this internet cafe. We can play some games. We can hang out. Can this up, is, yeah, back in the day, up. internet cafe. Yeah, th this is the internet cafe. Yeah. So, um, so of course, we we like head out at like 10 o'clock at night. Sure, yeah. Right? And we're, Just getting going. Yeah, and we're playing video games and we're like cranking energy drinks and eating foods or whatever. Just like we said on Cops, that's, that's when the fun shit starts right, happening. Right, that is when the fun shit starts happening. Yeah. <clears throat> so... We're minding our own business and we kind of wrap things up a couple hours later. It has to be after midnight, maybe one o'clock in the morning. And we're leaving the internet cafe. And mind you, um, I didn't have my own car at this at this point in my life. So I had this uh, hand-me-down, this huge, ridiculous, it had antique plates on it. It was like pasty, like banana yellow, weird I remember cougar. It was a cougar yeah. from like 1972 or some shit. And it had like a brown leather canvas top and yeah. bench seats. Do you remember when we were in that car and it got towed on like 4th of July fireworks? Like we were with our parents. We were like oh, 15 at the time. Wow. And we parked and it got towed. We came back and it was just gone. Yeah. What yeah. did they even tow that with? Like the Starship Enterprise? <laughs> 
Like that car had to be 40,000 pounds. Yeah. Like, anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, so yeah. this, this is, this anyway, like to, to, to the point you were kind of getting at, like yeah. this is a car to be remembered. Right. Right. This is just a crazy car. It and, was a uh, boat. And one of a kind. It's this weird, obscure yellow that was only a good idea in the 70s. Yeah. It absolutely. wasn't like full-blown Corvette racing yellow. No. It was like if you left Off a mustard. bottle, it was like if you left a bottle of tanning lotion out in the sun all summer and it had <laughs> faded. It yeah. was like it was like the color of not a banana peel but the banana. <laughs> it's like this off-white yellow. Yeah. Anyway, off banana. Yeah, and it had bench seats mm-hmm. that were like super slick. Like if you were driving the thing, you'd have to like grip onto the steering wheel for dear life as you were turning so your ass wouldn't slide across to the passenger side of the car. <laughs> I mean, it's a really weird vehicle. Yeah. But of course, I'm driving this really weird, really one of a kind vehicle. Super unique. Super unique. Which and, is pertinent to the story. Yeah, and it's old. So I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of, I don't know. It's not suspicious to see some old, big, like hoopty ass car getting sure. pulled over. It's like the type of car you'd be like, "What's this car up to?" You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so again, we're leaving the Internet Cafe, and we get in this car, and we start to pull out of this like parking lot that's in the shopping center. So it's like pretty good, wide open area, and. Uh, we're pulling out. We got our seatbelts on. We're like, we're just doing everything normal. You know, we're not up to our own business or whatever. Yeah. And we pull out onto the street and next to us, I vividly remember there was like this murdered out like Tahoe or something like a black SUV, murdered out windows, murdered out wheels, black on black on black, everything. Yeah. A hitman's car. Yeah. And it's just like, dang, this car looks pretty gangster, you know? And we're pulling out onto the street, like the same time as each other. And these cop cars start flying out of every fucking direction, literally in front of us, to the side of us. People were coming out of like people's driveways and shit because it was like at our one or two o'clock, you know, and at yeah. our 10 o'clock, it yeah. was like everywhere. Fully surrounded. And, and, and before I can even like before I can even form a thought, I'm looking in the rearview mirror and there's just as many behind us. Oh my God. Shitload of cops. The most yeah. I'd ever seen. How many do you think like in total, like <laughs> if you had to estimate, because I'm sure in that moment that was like every panicky. cop that was in the area. Yeah. I mean, because it was staged. It was ready. Yeah. It wasn't like right. It was them running out. It wasn't like, oh, what's happening right now? It was like, shit, what's going on? Uh Like something has has been there was a meeting that led up to this. Exactly. So I'm like me and my cousin are looking at each other and we're just complete. There's nowhere to go. And at this point, there's already cops like on foot screaming like hands in the air. Yeah. Get your fucking hands. They're they're swearing. Guns drawn. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at my cousin and we're looking at this murdered out SUV next to us. We're like, damn, this dude must be like a drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. You're thinking it's not you. We're thinking it's not us because what the fuck would it be us for? Okay. Right. Turns out it was us. They're shouting at this guy in this murdered out gangster car who probably did have drugs and 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 gang members yeah. and bodies. I mean, it, whatever. That car was up to no good. Yeah. I fucking know it. Right. So, <laughs> but no, the cops telling that guy like, "Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here!" And yeah, yeah. So we're like, so the, the, wait, the, the murdered out car was not part of no nope. the squad. No. Oh shit. No, it was like we thought that car was getting pulled over. I thought that was part of the the cops. No. Nope. Oh wow. No. Okay. Twist so, and turn. All yeah. right. So like we're looking at this car like, oh shit, he's getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like we're like we got front rows seats <laughs> before no we're like our hands are in the air yeah. we're touching we're touching the uh the fucking the roof of the car right you know and this and the, and this is the worst part 
this is this is where I'm kind of sympathetic to people like when you see these videos of people getting shot, not to get dark for a second, but no, you, see, sure. you see videos where people are getting shot by the cops and you're like, you just, you just wonder what it's like to be in that situation. And people, right. and it's easy as a spectator watching a video of cops yelling at someone to be like, well, just fucking listen to them. Just yeah. comply, you know? Right. But I can tell you this, that there were two or three cops all shouting different instructions to us at the same time. Yeah. And probably the only reason that we didn't get shot is because we literally didn't move and we had our hands in the air the whole time. And wow. I told the one cop at the window because one cop is like, put your hands in the air. The other cop's like, get out of the fucking car. Oh my God. What, this other cop in the background, like, don't fucking move. You know, like the right. cops are scared. You can tell they're scared, yeah. which made me scared. Right. So Everybody's who do you listen now. to, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's telling me not to move is going to think I'm not listening. The guy right. who's telling me to like get out of the car is going to think I'm not listening. Oh my God. So I tell the, cl the closest cop who has his gun at the car window, oh like my in God. my face, so inches away. From I could you. see straight down the barrel. Oh my! Straight God. down the barrel, and I'm. I just told him like, I'm not gonna move. Like I can't move. Like one of you needs to tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, and I and I remember telling him like, okay, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna take off my seatbelt super slow. I was like, will you watch me take my seatbelt off? And I'm like, really? It, it's, it's, it's serious now. You yeah. know what I mean? It went from well, you're like in the shit. Yeah. Now. And it's like, you know, what do you do? Like right. when guns pointed at you. It's like you, that guy could have been like, yeah, fucking suck your own dick. And I, you know what I mean? I would have been like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to suck my own dick. Like what are you supposed ribs. to, what are you supposed <laughs> to do? You know, like you're, you're, you're at their mercy. Right. So <clears throat> we end up, we're able to get out of the car and, uh, this cop is just asking us all these questions. Where's the gun? Like oh all this God. stuff. And I'm thinking like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know? And yeah, like, completely. To, to him, I'm probably acting like someone who's like trying to get away with right. something. But we, me and my cousin are just like, what, what is this? Yeah. You know? We were playing Counter-Strike. Yeah. And this guy's like, this guy's like, put your, you know, we're on the, he's like, put your hands on the back of the hood and they're frisking us. And uh, they they asked us like, do you have any weapons or anything? Yeah. And my cousin who has a pocket knife, you know, he's like a almost like like a carpenter. Like he builds things. He's very handy. He's like okay. the type of person who would you'd expect to have a pocket knife. Sure. A small one, a pocket knife. Yeah. Not and a shanker knife. So the cop is like, like a utility. The, the cop's in the middle of like you know like defusing himself. Like oh, okay, you don't got anything on you. Yeah. My cop's like, well, actually, I do have. You know, my cousin's like, I actually I do have this knife on me, and he like immediately gets <laughs> got he, he gets all like frazzled again. He's like, where is it? You know, he's yeah. like, and I'm just thinking like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the whole time this is going on, this guy's asking us all these questions. I just hear in the background someone shouting like, it's the wrong car. Oh my god. Like five or six times to the point where like they're getting desperate. Yeah. Like someone them. is like pleading with this guy, like that's the wrong car, oh you know, like yelling God. at him. And, uh, the last thing I know is this cop was just straight up. Like, forget this happened. Get in your car, get out of here. Wow. Just like, forget this happened. Like, and, I mean, there must've been 15, 20 cops with their guns drawn. Holy shit. Yeah. And how they, quickly did the, the situation around you disappear? Like, did they all like kind of book it immediately? Oh, immediately. Like by the time I got to sit down in my car and buckle my seatbelt back up, they were already driving somewhere. Like wow. it was just as fast as it happened. Holy they shit. Were, they were gone. Yeah. It was, it was fucking crazy. What are the odds that they would be looking for a cougar of the exact same? So did what you I, ever get closure on this? So what I found out. He said it real quick when he was like, you know, forget this happened or whatever. Yeah. Like one of them came up and said, like, we got to call 
there's somebody uh, at the internet cafe who got into a scuffle or something and they flashed a gun at somebody and they drove off in a yellow car. Oh. So all they had to go by was yellow car. So they took the most GTA looking car they could find. And yeah, I don't even it. blame them. If I would have pulled up as a cop, I'd have been like, this is the fucking car. Yeah, look at this Los Santos looking asshole. Seriously. Get out. Yeah. Oh man. Plus, yeah, you're, you're at this point, probably still a teenager. How old is your cousin at the time? couple years older. Okay, so yeah, you're both pretty young, so it could have been just a couple of young punks in an old retro car. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it too, but yeah. Did you piss yourself? I mean, I would have pissed myself stupid. No, I think I was... I mean, once it started, you to, know what you're gonna once it started to get a, serious, yeah. I took it more seriously. Yeah. But... Um, I think at that age, I, tr- I didn't truly respect like the situation. Right. I was just the like, oh, like, because at first we were laughing like, oh shit, like what's going on? Right. Like, this is cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we didn't do anything. So this is kind of fun. This yeah. will be a good story. But, but, then, but, then, but, but seriously, when you're getting different instructions from cops screaming. Yeah, that's terrifying. And, yeah. I imagine. Well, it, it, I processed it really quick. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Who do I listen to? Mm-hmm. So I just listened to the one that was closest to the window. Thank God. It was nuts. How long do you think the entire experience lasted? Like from start to finish, from realizing that there was cops all of a sudden storming the car before you even realized it was you. Like from seeing cops storming to seeing cops flee away. How long do you think that time period was? Like three or four minutes. Wow. Yeah. Real fast. My God, that fast. Time literally stopped when it. Oh, I can imagine. You know, like you forget everything else. Yeah. But um, I'm surprised you were even able to like form sentences because in like when you're that panicked, although then again, yeah, you never know like how you're going to react to that. Because, I mean, a gun in your face. Yeah. With people screaming at you, what do you do? Yeah. And you don't think right. You know, so someone's saying, you know, I don't know, it puts it into perspective. The older I get and you see a video where like somebody's not following instructions, it's like, dude, he's got a gun in his face. You wig you know, out. That's your natural natural reaction yeah. is to wig out. Are, there are other there there are other times where you see people like you know they pull over a cop and all of a sudden this dude whips out a gun. He's like shooting at the cop. So it's like yeah. I get there. I get why they're scared and nervous, but it's like it's it's a touchy thing because like you don't you don't know how people are gonna act. Yeah, you on know? both like, ends. Right on both ends. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, because you have a you have cops that are responding to what they're told there's yeah. a yellow car and right and there's someone flashed a gun and we come pull out in a yellow car it's like it's it's being verified right in front of them what right, they right, heard right. so now it's real to them and not only that no matter how much again on both sides no matter how much training and how much professional background a police officer has and no matter how much of socioeconomic distress or you know criminal history the other party may have at the end of the day they're both just humans yeah like, it's a human approaching another human one has a position of power one may or may not and like in a tense situation like yes it's a cop yes it's a criminal but like you don't know how these two human beings are going to react right like when you put fear into the equation when you put stress and just anger and uh yeah Thank God. I mean, you could have gotten your ass murdered. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank God for their trigger discipline because they could have, you know, someone that tense could have just, <laughs> you know, could have just pulled the trigger on it. And it happens. You know, accidents is, happen all the time. That it was a banger of a story. I'll tell you that. I got to say, too, like how 
how fitting for anyone that might be listening to this that's not from Chicago that that's my first like one of my cousin's probably only exposures <laughs> to the Chicagoland area because yeah, you hear you hear and see all this stuff and yeah. then you know he comes here for like a little vacation yeah like, spend some time with a Chicago cousin play some like, video games at an internet cafe guns drawn my yeah. god yeah that was nuts wow we ended up just laughing it off in the end but um <laughs> That that was that just stranger than fiction, <laughs> honestly. If uh, we're uh, we can uh, wow, holy shit, we are coming up on uh, we're coming up on two hours. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, to, be, we better uh, shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, you know what? How about this? Uh, we'll wrap things up, but before we go, I've got one more story that we were both part of, and I think it was the one uh, that you were thinking of the outside the hotel. Or do you have a different one? I have a different one. You know what? That's that's more entertaining and less incriminating. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that one. Let's <laughs> let's close the show with with, okay. with this one. Do so, I know this so, one? Yeah, we can name people because okay. no one no one was doing anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's super late, and it's me, you, and Karina, and I think it was just us three, right? Is this the train station? Yes. I think weren't we with. Jarvis, maybe? I think it was John. Yeah, I think it was John. Because I was in the, I was in the bunny suit. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of Karina. Was she not there? You no, it was just me, you, and John. But you were wearing the bunny suit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For some reason, I <laughs> which we'll reel that. that back and explain that in a right. moment. Okay. <laughs> we're, yeah. Okay. We're on the same page now. So it's Go me, ahead. you, and it's John. Yeah. Okay. So we're. I'm going. fairly positive, and Karina. I'm sorry if we're wrong, but uh, yeah, I, th- I can't I swear remember. Where was I? Just John. associate the bunny suit with her. I, the, me too. It's yeah. A weird thing. Yeah. But anyway, Long so story. me and John for sure, and we're driving. Well, we were hanging out at my condo at the time. Yeah. And it was like, what, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning? Probably. Yeah. And Real late. We were just, we were like 19, 20 at the time. We were just fucking around. We yeah, doing 19, 20 year old shit. Yeah. Let's we go to fucking 7-Eleven and fucking right. buy candy and shit. We weren't drunk. We weren't drinking, like doing anything. We were just being like punk asses. Yeah. Not even punk asses, but just hanging around being like. <laughs> Nothing better to do than go to 7-Eleven at two in the morning. And get beef jerky and Slurpees. Right, exactly. Yeah, the good old days. Right. Sort of thing. Oh God, I'd kill to go back. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, so we're driving and uh, we. Well, hit- first off. Before we're driving, I'm sorry to interject. I I have I had this pink zip up bunny suit. Okay, the, it'll take much more effort to explain why I have that than to just let's just accept that fact and move on. Okay, I've yeah. got a pink bunny suit, and I thought it'd be funny. I was like, <laughs> we're gonna go to Seven Eleven. Why don't I throw on the bunny suit? I think we were interested to to because this is not out of our. Or wheelhouse to be like, yeah, let's see how the fucking Seven Eleven attendant acts. Oh, definitely. When you walk in there with a bunny suit at two in the morning. Yeah, definitely. So that's just that, to get anything, a rise if out anything, of someone. If anything, that's probably why we were going to Seven Eleven was not even to buy shit. <laughs> it was we're just to like, let's see. walk in there and see and see like, what happens. Let's walk in. I'll wear a bunny suit. I won't acknowledge it, and we'll see what he does. Yeah, which yeah. is which. No exaggeration is the same shit I would get up to. Now at 33 years old, <laughs> I would still do this shit. So, okay, so so that's so that's our line car. of thinking. We're in the car. Yeah. Kyle's so in a bunny suit. Yeah, you two are dressed normally. I'm yeah. I'm in a hot pink bunny suit. Was I driving? Were you driving? You were driving. Okay, I'm driving. Your passenger in a bunny uh, suit. Yes, Jarvis is in the back. Yeah, and we're <laughs> we're driving. 
what is it? Medina Road? Yeah, it was Medina and Irving Park. Okay, and we're crossing a, a train tracks at mm-hmm. the intersection there. It's a, it's a small train station, too. Yeah, it is kind of a small. It's, it's a metro, so it's like, a you know, people take it for work in the morning. Yeah, it's an arterial line. It goes to but the, it's back and forth to the city. If, if yeah. there's no work going no, on, like, yeah. mo- like morning rush hour, evening rush hour. Mm-hmm. All other times of the day, you could not find a soul at this no, train station. No, small lot, too. Probably 50-car lot. Maybe less. If that, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're driving over the train tracks, and we could just see this glow in the sky. Like this bright, swelling glow. Yeah. And no sooner than we go over the tracks, we, we turn our heads, and we see a car in the parking lot of the train station completely engulfed in flames. Fully engulfed. Fully engulfed. Yeah. Like, this was like the Radiohead... Karma Police music video, like the car is ablaze. Yeah, this isn't a car that caught on fire. This was a car that was set, set on, fire. on fire. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this car was doused and like made sure pertinent areas all got covered, so it would have an equal burn radius. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like the whole front to back yeah. bumper to dump bumper. This thing. Bumper to dumper. <laughs> bumper to dumper. This car was a dumper. <laughs> This thing is completely engulfed in flames. And I mean, t- like the flames are like 20 feet high. Yeah. Like it had been going for a while. And we don't even believe it because we don't know what to do after we see it. Like right. we turn our heads and see it. And then there's like this moment of silence where we're just like, what do we do? What do we? Do? Yeah. Like what? Because not is o- this real. Not only is the car on fire, but this parking lot, one end of the parking lot is next to this like miniature forest preserve. So yeah. it's all trees and stuff. So it's literally moments away from causing like a miniature forest fire too. yeah yep so like there's the burden of oh shit this is going to turn into like a natural disaster real <laughs> soon and not just someone lighting a car on fire at two o'clock in the morning right and there's like so, one street lamp here like the only yeah. thing lighting this area up is this car and yeah flames. one shitty sodium yellow light like just the dimmest of light yeah the only like light you can is- see the you can see the shadows from like moths flying nearby <laughs> and on the ground the only light is coming from like this corsica campfire yeah so we so we turn around and we come back and we pull in by it. Uh-huh. And so we're like, we sh- what do we do? We yeah. call, call the fire department? Or like, We get a sense of responsibility at this point. <laughs> yeah, because like, we're, we look, we're looking someone. around and there's like not a soul no inside. There's, there's not headlights off in no. the distance. It was dead. And that intersection, to be fair, um, because I uh, used to have a, a friend that lived right over there. That intersection at night was dead. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Like during the day, there's a lot of traffic there because there's, you know, it, it does connect to like major roads. But for whatever reason at night, like you could straight up like play in the street for a while and like not ever have to move. Yeah. So like no one's around, even though it's a residential area, like the houses are on the other side of these trees. So like no one's seeing this <clears throat> shit. Right. Yeah. So we call the cops. I forget who called. I think it was you. I think I did. Yeah. I think I was like, well, I'll call the cops and we, we tell them that where we're at and there's, <laughs> there's a car like in flames. Yeah. And they're asking us questions, you know, like, yeah. You know, well, yeah. Cause at this point now the cops come and so, they pull up. So the cops come and they pull up and we're just telling them like, yeah, we just, we're driving by and this car is completely engulfed in flames and he's looking at it and he's, he's kind of like listening to us while also himself taking in the fact that yeah. this car is burning like feet away from us. <laughs> and he's like, well, did you see anybody? And we're like, no, like we just drove by and, it, and here it is. Like we turned around to call you guys and the whole time, the whole time 
We're standing outside of this car at like two, three in the morning with a car engulfed in flames, like at 19, 20 years old. And Kyle's in this fucking head to toe fucking bunny suit. No, mind you, for a brief moment, <laughs> for a brief moment, I had forgotten I was in it. We all did. Yeah. We all did because, because we didn't realize until after no. the fact, like, how did we not get interrogated for this? Because... If I was that cop, like what what questions do you immediately ask? Like who lit this car on fire? <laughs> the Those dude in guys. The, yeah, the dude in the bunny suit who's like suspiciously here at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We I just showed know. up and it was burning. Yeah, exactly. With like the dumbest excuse. And like uh, we didn't even have to stay. He was just like, okay. And then we kind of left. Yeah, he was just like, all right, well, you know, the uh, the fire department will be here. He's like, go on, get, get out of here. He didn't ask us any questions. Like, he wasn't at all suspicious. No. And he didn't, I mean, did he, I, I wonder, did he even notice I was wearing a bunny suit? You How know, could he not he, have? Here's what it had to have been. He had to have, he had to have noticed it. He noticed it. <laughs> Cops notice things, you know right. what I mean? Now, the bunny suit didn't have a mask. No, I, so it was like a hood with ears, <laughs> but it was essentially a, a Pepto-Bismol pink onesie. onesie. Yeah. Like, yeah, with zipped up and everything. Yeah, like, zipped dude. up all the way to my neck. Little like, paws for hands and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> dumb shit. Yeah, there's, there's, he, honestly, he must have just thought, like, these idiots yeah. are probably out smoking weed or doing some yep. dumb kid shit and came across this thing and just didn't even want to deal with us. You know what I mean? He's like, all right. You, I got enough to like, deal with. Get, wait, I called the, the I called the here. fire truck. Just just go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go home before you get arrested. Please go home, you embarrassment. Yeah, but that must have been what it was. <laughs> Cause now that I'm I'm of age and I'm older, I would. Yeah. That's probably what I would just pick the f- car fire over the oh, idiots. You know what I mean? Like, what am who am I gonna write up right now? Just don't want to do that paperwork at that time. Right? Of night. Yeah. Guy's what, probably, what the fuck am I gonna write? He's like almost done with his shift. He's gonna go home and like microwave some fucking pizza rolls and like he gets a phone call from our stupid asses at three in the morning. Yeah. With a car on fire. Three Caucasian males. Early 20s, one in bunny suit. Probably started fire. You know what I mean? Like dumb shit. Just didn't want to deal with it. Oh, man. So anyway, that uh, we can uh, we can wrap things up here. We are just kissing the two hour mark. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at MacTech podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook at MacTech podcast. Uh, our episodes are at MacTech.com. That's M-A-K-T-A-C dot com. You can give us a call at 847-744-6911. And uh, you can give us an email at MacTech podcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all of the other digital streaming services that are offered. And I'm out of gas. Yeah. You just, yeah. If you're listening to the show, odds are you subscribe. So thank you. Uh, tell your friends, tell your parents and um, hide your kids, hide your wife. I don't know. I don't know. I, here's, here's my problem, man. I never know how to end things. So I'm going to put the responsibility on you as guest host for this episode. Mr. Brandon Mackey, how are we closing the show? How about just some advice? Don't, don't, don't ride around the car with, with a bunny suit at 3 a.m. You, you heard it here first. You, yeah, just take, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Kyle. I'm Brandon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to MacTag. All listeners are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. 
Send an APB to Mike and Kyle at MacTacPodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to MacTac on iTunes and follow along at MacTac.com. MacTac has been a Canary Renegades production. MacTac. Stop resisting.